Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Ed Bowes. In this episode, we're looking back at the highs and lows of 2018. Is it the end of the reign of the three cons? Are Ranbir Kapoor, Ranbir Singh, and Ayushman Karana taking over? Has the race series officially jumped the shark? Did Enyai Kashyap direct not one, but two of the best Hindi films of the year? All this and more as we wrap up the most notable Hindi movies of 2018. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Just a quick note that the topic of sexual violence does come up in our discussion of two films during this episode. Uh, one is right after our interval break, and the other is the, the last film that we that we discuss in the episode. So uh, if you'd like to skip those conversations, uh, hit that uh, proceed 15 second button until uh, until we're done talking about those films. Matt! Yes? We're back! Yes. We are back at it again? Yeah, at the Krispy Kreme. The Krispy Kreme? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Vine thing. You just don't understand. Oh, I never understand Vine. Yeah. Vine, Vine baffles me. Well, it's gone. Sad. R.I.P. Vine. Sadly. Uh, we have taken a longer than usual hiatus since our last episode. And we didn't mean to. Well, Some yeah, stuff got in the way. Yes and no. Uh, so our last episode was our holiday episode, mm-hmm. uh, which we released back in December, and it is already February. We February all, 1st, to be clear. Well, this is the third today, but... Who's, who cares? Oh, right. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> the first was a couple days ago. Go on. Uh, we always take a little bit of time off. Uh, I'm recording the ho- from the first. I don't know about you. <laughs> oh, okay. You're in the past? Yeah. Uh, or am I in the future? Don't know. Okay. As I was saying, we always take a bit of time off for the holidays, but this January uh, proved to be especially busy for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided instead of trying to get an episode in January that we would just kind of uh, take a break, mm-hmm. uh, take some some space, uh, and kind of, you know, just have a brief down period before kind of getting back to it. So we apologize for everyone. Uh, we apologize to everyone uh, who was disappointed that there was no episode in January. Mm-hmm. Um, but rest, We did warn you. We did, yeah. We did, we made it, we knew ahead of time that we were going to be taking the month of January off. So, you know, we did, we did post about it and whatnot. Uh, but thank you everyone for your patience. Rest mm-hmm. assured, we are going to be doing our best to maintain our bi-weekly schedule for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year was a rocky year and I'm, I, I am hoping... I, I like New Year's resolutions, and I like kind of the start of the new year because I feel like it gives me some, like, I get to start clean again. <laughs> What's your resolution? Oh, I, I have a number of resolutions. Oh, it's because you want to share yours. Well, I, you know, I want to save money. Uh-huh. I want to be more organized. Uh, you know, th- th- I want to be healthier. What is your New Year's resolution, Matt? I'm hoping to wear more shawl collars. You always pick something that's, like, super attainable. <laughs> no, I mean, the year before that was... Both th- th- say and do a bunch of new things. No, one year was to do new things, and another year was to say new things. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty hard to come up with new stuff all the time. I, I do feel like you choose these resolutions just to mock mine. <laughs> no, I just want to pick things to challenge myself. Uh, so in addition to it being a new year, uh-huh. we have a new look. Yes. 
we are. Th- Go look at your phone right now. <laughs> we are thrilled uh, to unveil our brand new logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been working on this for quite a while. We really wanted something uh, that felt our own. Mm-hmm. You know that, and we felt kind of exemplified. You know our our love of Bollywood and our attitude. So. We want to give a big thank you to Becca Dalkey, uh, who designed this logo. Uh, I think she's totally hit it out of the park. Do you recognize who it is? I mean, I do. Fair listeners, let us know. Uh, Yes, we we hope you like it. Do you want to explain? No, I want them to look at it. Okay. But... uh, We've already gotten a lot of... uh, uh, a lot of reactions on, yeah. uh, on Twitter and Facebook, and we really appreciate those. Yeah, and we didn't go with the sunglasses and Walkman, but I think maybe maybe someday we can add those to mm-hmm. it. Because I think it's a good look, and yeah. uh, he's a good dog. We really wanted something that, uh, that wasn't cliche, both for um, Bollywood and for podcasts. And after a lot of discussion and back and forth, uh, I think this is the right direction. So we're very excited for the logo um, please check it out. Let us know what you think. And, uh, uh, yeah, again, big, big thanks to Becca. This, you know, mm-hmm. was no small task. And uh, I think it turned out great. I love it. Yeah, we didn't want, you know, microphone. No. Nope. Uh, we didn't want the Indian uh, menu font. No. Nope. You know that one. Uh, so, yeah, we just kind of wanted to do something a little bit offbeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... That that kind of wraps up. <laughs> well, and we'll see you that. later, folks. Uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, so typically, Matt, we do uh, two wrap-up episodes. We do one mid-year and one at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We haven't done that this year, um, partly because when we would have done our mid-year episode, uh, I had a lot of, um, I had some some personal matters kind of take mm-hmm. over uh and so we it, we it also dropped. felt we hadn't seen that many movies well i mean well i guess we'll get to that yeah uh so so we kind of put that episode on on the back burner and decided instead we'd do a year-end wrap-up episode now as i mentioned we're already into february 2019 so this is coming out i mean a little late to be doing a recap of 2018 but it's our podcast. It also our took rules. a while for some things to be streaming because, like, yeah. we, we got to do it legally, right? And yeah. some stuff only became available maybe a week ago. Yeah. So I think the great thing about doing this kind of episode now is that a lot of these movies, um, not all, but a lot of them are now available on iTunes, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hotstar. We've been using a lot more Hotstar lately. Uh, well, they changed their rates too. Yeah, and Eros now. So. Yeah. Um, now, hopefully, we're talking about movies that you can watch, you know, from the comfort of your own home. Yeah. So, uh, we have 44 films to discuss. <laughs> oh, boy. And we missed, what, we couldn't see six or seven that we really wanted to. Yeah. So, the ones we, we haven't been able to see are Tambad, Manto, Laxmi and Tiklibom, Omerta, Leila Manju, and Lust Stories. Now, a lot of those didn't... In they didn't fact, have a big theatrical release, really. Not here, at least. In yeah. fact, all of them, with the exception of Less, Less Stories, were not available to us here till they became available on streaming. Yeah, they Less, didn't come out in theaters. Yeah, Less Stories also didn't come out in theaters, but it's a Netflix film, so yeah. we did have access to it. We're just kind of saving that one until we do an episode on anthology films. We're going to do some more Netflix content coming soon, too. Yes, we are. Some more streaming stuff. We're going to do some more streaming stuff. So... Yeah. 
Uh, we didn't get the chance to check those out. Most of them are available on stream now, and we hope to catch up with them. I haven't seen Omerta anywhere. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about Omerta. The rest I've seen. But yes, Town Bad is on Amazon Prime. Manto, I believe, is on Netflix now. Lacks Me and Tickly Bomb. Uh, also on Netflix. Less think, stories yeah. are on Netflix. I'm not entirely too sure if there's a way to see Omerta or Leila Majnu yeah. yet. Um, but if there is, you know, we hope to find them. We could maybe work them into an episode down the line, too. Yeah. Now, I've seen all 44 movies. <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> you haven't. You know, some of us some <laughs> of us have other stuff we got to do. Uh, this is this is kind of a our our mode. Uh, I I watch a lot more movies than you do and I do a lot of the recon work for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm the color commentary. Yeah, too. I feel like it's going to be a lot of me explaining movies to you. But our first film, which came out in January, <laughs> You have seen. Kalakandi, yeah. So we watched that a couple months ago. It was available mm-hmm. on Netflix. Um, I think it's... No, it's it's on Hotstar. Right. Or, Ak- or Arrows Now, one yeah. of those two. Akshad Verma directed, and it's uh, Saif Ali Khan in a role where he's a man who's kind of learned that he's got a terminal illness, and he has, like, one crazy night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of in, like, the tradition of uh, After Hours. Mm-hmm. There's also a bit of a... Like, there's a there's quite an ensemble cast. So, in addition to uh, Saif Ali Khan, you also have Isha Talwar, Shanaz Treasury, Akshay Orberoy, Vijay Raz, Deepak Dabrut, and Neri Singh, mm-hmm. who plays a transgender prostitute. And the actress, Neri Singh herself, is a transgender woman. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, so it has this ensemble cast, and over this crazy night, we follow uh, a couple of different narratives that intersect. Yeah, I think Saif Ali Khan's narrative is the strongest of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good performance from him. He's great. Uh, he's he's a guy that, yeah, he, he gets bad news. He's got a terminal illness, and he just decides, I've been repressed my whole life. I kind of want to try some new stuff, mm-hmm. meet new people, do a lot of drugs. There was another subplot about some... Uh, Gangsters, and I think there are such good gangster stories in Hindi cinema that this one kind of falls flat. Yeah. This is the first film that Akshat Verma has directed. He previously wrote Delhi Belly. Right. I think Delhi Belly is more successful because it doesn't need to split his focus as much. Yeah. Um, but I will say Saif Ali Khan's you know, story is good. I think we had high expectation for this film because of Delhi Belly. And, and for, well, I don't think it met those expectations... Uh, I still enjoyed it. It's worth seeking out if you like that kind of one crazy night story. Yeah. Uh, our next film... Bam! Is... There we go. <laughs> We're just blowing through them. Now we're going to do this uh, 43 more times. Yeah, okay. Uh, our next film is the only Bollywood movie to make my top 10 of the year list. I think um, it's definitely in mine too, yeah. Yeah, if you are interested in my top 10 of the year list, I did a, an episode with uh, my Treasure of the Movies co-host, Paul Matwichuk, where we uh, counted down our top 10 films of the year, mm-hmm. as well as kind of some other fun tidbits, and that is over on our Treasure in the Movies feed. Uh, and this is the only Bollywood film that I put in my top 10. It is Mukabaz, directed yeah. by Anurai Kashyat. The Brawler. Yes, starring uh, Vineet Kumar Singh, Zoya Hussain, and Jimmy Sheargal. I, I did a really poor job describing this movie on Trash Art in the Movie, so maybe you can do a better job, Matt. Sure. Well, Vineet Kumar Singh plays a guy who's probably a little bit too old to want to become a professional boxer. Yeah. 
he's probably pushing 30, maybe a little bit older, and he he wants to do it. Uh, Jimmy Shergill is this uh, coach in, I think it's in Haryana, maybe. No, maybe it's uh, UP. But it, it's more of a rural um, mm-hmm. part of the country. And this, this coach essentially has a stranglehold on the whole boxing industry for that mm-hmm. part of, t- of the world. So, like, he decides who gets to fight, who gets to fight who, who trains where. Mm-hmm. And uh, early on, Singh gets into it with him, and they have a real big falling out. Because he was training there. Yeah. Uh, Bollywood and Indian sports dramas are really interesting because I think there's a lot of mechanics that are very specific to the way the Indian sports world works. Yeah. Um, especially about like coaches and how when you get like taken on as part of the team, you get the, like the government gives you a job. And I was really struggling to kind of explain all these things on Treasure in the movies. Um, but what I think like is really like this film is so, so strong. And I really don't think you need to understand any of that no, no. to get he's it. like a corrupted guy yeah right you don't just, need to know it's about kind of being under the thumb of someone who is who is to be perfectly honest evil and yeah he really is shergo's character he has something wrong with his eyes so bloodshot and he like he wears sunglasses most of the time but like he tries to read some stuff mm-hmm. and that you wonder like did boxing screw up his eyes or is he just kind of full of malevolence yeah and the love story between uh vineet kumar singh and zoya hussein i think is so eloquently done it's kind of elemental yeah she is deaf so she has to sign uh and he learns some he does eventually and what i find really interesting is it's not it's not always like sunshine and roses it's not the kind of love story where i think you kind of fall in love it's not it's not romantic to be perfectly honest and it just it feels very um honest Mm -hmm. it's kind of got some ups and downs uh this is such a strong film i absolutely adored it probably the best boxing movie i've seen since i don't know we watched raging bull when we were in los angeles and it's it's on that level i mean creed was pretty good we i didn't see creed Mm 2 creed was good but this is um like about as uh you know, down to earth of a story as you want to see. Yeah, and it's it's so well directed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that brings us to one of the most controversial films of the year, Padmavat. We did a whole episode on this. Yes, we've done a whole episode of Padmavat. So if you're interested in uh, a deeper take on Padmavat, go listen to that. It's still, I'm still thinking about it, and yeah. I'm still thinking about the dance scenes, especially. I don't think the story. Really held up to the same standard as Bajra Mastani and mm-hmm. um, Ram Leela mm-hmm. for that particular Jody, but uh, you know, it's it's definitely a great piece of world cinema. Yeah, it was beautiful to look at, uh, as all Sanjay Leela Bansali films are, and I think this was a career high performance for Ranbir Singh. Yeah, he was great, yeah. and you know, uh, like I said in that episode. I, it, it even takes you to the place where this guy who is essentially, you know, ravenous. He wants everything all the time. And I've sympathized with him by the end because even he's just like, all these women throwing themselves in the fire. This is awful. Yeah. I'm awful and I know that this is wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh... <sighs> no, one, no one in the world is making movies on this scope. 
uh, like Vanzali does. Mm-hmm. And I, I still, you know, I, I agree with some of the criticisms of the film, but personally, <clears throat> I still, or at least I see where people are coming from. But personally, I still really loved the movie, and uh, you know, I look forward to seeing it again. So Pika Padukone's performance is is wonderful. Yeah, uh, Shahid Kapoor, I think, just doesn't have much to do. He talks about how great the Rajputs are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so our next film uh, really surprised me. It's about some interesting subject matter. It's kind of it's charming. Yeah, this is Padman, directed by R. Belki, starring Akshay Kumar, Sonam Kapoor, and Radhika Apte. The first of um, a, co- a few a Akshay Kumar strong, films. Yeah, no, the first. Of, <laughs> This is the first uh, entry in what turned out to be a very strong year for, for Radhika Apte. Yeah. Well, all those people were in some decent movies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is a biopic about a real-life man who uh, was appalled and shocked uh, to discover kind of what his wife had to go through when she was menstruating. And, yeah, it, like, kept a secret from the men, really. Yeah. This and, is a women's-only problem. And, and Scare quotes to, around that sleep on the on the porch and she has to use kind of dirty rags and he's he's just appalled appalled with this and so he wants to create a affordable uh, menstruation pad for his wife and sisters and community to use mm-hmm. and he is ostracized by his community they think he's a weirdo of course. and to be fair he does some pretty weird stuff yeah um, he tries to you know give his pad to teenagers terrible idea and, but he's steadfast, even in face of losing his wife and his community, that... Uh, he this, gets run out of town on a rail. <laughs> yeah. That this is important. Um, and it's it's a really lovely story. I will say that this movie, it's a little, it's a little Bollywoodized. It's um, a little preachy. Yeah, I do feel like there's a romance with Sonam Kapoor kind of stuck in there just to satisfy, you know, a checkbox. And I would say if Sonam Kapoor's character wasn't based on reality, and to that matter, I don't really know if she was. I don't think so. But she's a real kind of Mary Sue out of nowhere, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a rich dilettante who's interested in starting a business, and you are? Yeah. Like, that's a little bit hard to believe, but... Uh, I think the core of the story is good, and this is my favorite, actually, Kumar performance of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, especially later on when he's doing a TED Talk, and he's kind of switching into yeah. uh, Hindi and English, his Hinglish, he says, that's uh, that's fun, and you kind of like, you like this guy, even yeah. though he, you know, is <laughs> kind of a weirdo. It's a great performance, and I think there's a lot, um, there's a lot of value here in the film, especially Boyd, it has to say, about women's health, and also... Um, creating work for women because um, that's one of the the things that he eventually realizes is it's not enough just to create an affordable pad for women. What if I can create jobs for women? Yeah, he doesn't want to community. invent a low cost pad and then sell it to some company. He wants to from the top down figure out a way for women to make their lives better in every way. Yeah. And it, it's a great movie for showing you know kind of. I think the great things that men can do for feminist causes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I I really like this movie. It puts a smile on my face, even though I do think like it's a bit uh, again Bollywoodized. Like there's some stuff here that feels uh, engineered, just like completely to make like a nice Bollywood movie. I see. It's, okay. it's Mrs. Funnybones movies. Is that potentially Miss Twinkle? Uh, production company. It is. She wrote a short story, I believe, um, about 
the the man at the center um, and and then kind of adapted she produced this and adapted it into this film for her husband to star in. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. It's worth it. I I do like it. Yeah, I love per square foot though. Uh, a lot of people like this movie, and I thought it was kind of lame. This was I don't know. We're probably going to talk about it later during a Netflix episode. Yeah, so. if I'm not mistaken, this was the first Netflix India project. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by Anand Tiwari, starring Vicky Koshal and Gira Dar. It, it's about a topic that is potentially of interest to almost everyone in you know, big cities, right? Because yeah. it's about trying to find your own place to live and how that's difficult and expensive. Yeah, yeah, it's about, um, you know, these a guy and a girl who pretend to be in a relationship in order to secure an apartment, and then they fall in love. Would you believe it? Uh, it was okay. It was nice. It was forgettable, to be perfectly honest. Like um, all of the Netflix romantic comedies, basically. Yeah. Right? All the boys I loved before. Like, that sort of thing. They're just sort of like... They're time passes, right? Yeah. You know, they're nice movies. People but. love that stuff, though. Yeah. So, I I think that's really fascinating that Netflix is kind of cornering the market on, like, light love stories. Yeah. People hunger for that stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now it comes time in the podcast where I attempt to remember a movie that I saw 12 months ago. Ayari. <laughs> yeah, Ayari, directed by Nirja Pandey, starring Siddharth Malhotra, Manoj Bajpee, and Anupam Kher. And Nazi Rudin Shah. Nazi Rudin Shah. This is the spy one, or yeah, army one? I found this really boring, to be perfectly honest. I mean, it came um, out literally a year ago, so... Yeah, it came out a year ago. I remember kind of this, the spy stuff being... Just it was just dull. Like it just it really did nothing for me. There's some better spy films coming down the pike, as you'll see. Yes, yeah, did nothing for me. Moving on to uh, probably the movie I hated the most that came out this year, Sonu K T T U K Sweetie by Love Ranjan. Yeah, you haven't made me watch a Love Ranjan movie yet, and I don't because they're I don't envy incredibly it. sexist. Yeah. Um, they starred Kartik Aryan, uh, Nishrat Barucha, and Sunny Najjar. I I hated this movie so much. Um, it's kind of one of those movies about like bros before hoes because you know women are just using you and. I've heard I, that there's characters in Love Ranjan movies that appear to just be kind of doing a big monologue about things that he thinks about. I guess it's it's, or maybe that's what we can assume about him. Yeah, this movie is so sexist. So it's about um, this guy who falls in love with a girl. And uh, his best friend is like, oh, I don't know about her. So it's kind of setting up not quite a love triangle, but, you know, this guy is kind of having to to choose between um, his girlfriend and then fiance or his best friend. Um, But the best friend just like knows that she's up to something. Guess what? She's up to something. Hmm. Um, She's fake. I hated this movie. It's it's so sexist. The one thing I will say is it kind of gave us some good songs, though. Hmm. So just watch the songs on YouTube. I'm, well, I actually don't really like the music videos for them, but listen to the songs yeah. on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, our next film was was a bit of a surprise. Oh the, yes, this sounded pretty weird. Yeah, this is Welcome to New York. Directed by Chakri Toledi, starring Karen Johar. Karen Johar in a lead role. Uh, Diljit Dishaj, Lara Dada, and Sonakshi Sinha. And a cast of thousands. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's about 
Uh, two, two people. One is an aspiring uh, actor, played by Gilles Duchesne, and the other one is an Karen aspiring Johar. fashion designer, <laughs> played by Sanakshi Sinha, oh. who get the opportunity... Is Karen Johar in and as New York? <laughs> no. Who get the opportunity to go to a big Bollywood awards ceremony okay. uh, where um, Karen Johar is then kidnapped because he looks like a notorious gangster. What? So it's a Double role for Karen Wait, Johar. what? Uh, this... That's like a Looney Tunes plot. <laughs> this looked ridiculous. It looked so stupid. Um, but you know what? It's really, really fun. It's it's silly. Hmm. It's totally silly. But And it, it's got a lot of fun Bollywood in-jokes. I actually really enjoyed it. I had a good time. Hmm. I am looking forward to kind of showing you this one. It's not, you know, anything... Better or worse than New York? Uh, oh... It's different. It's very different. Hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not shouting it from the rooftops, but I think if you're like really into Bollywood, you know, there's there's some laughs. There's enough laughs here. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, I don't I don't think Karen Johar is a terrible actor. Hmm. I think he's I think he's pretty fun here. I mean, it's, he's I liked it. Yeah. I mean, he's certainly on Give it a chance. on screen a lot in his show, and like he's a he's a personality. So yeah. um, next up, we've got Pari, which we talked about quite a bit on our Anushka Sharma episode. Yeah. Not gonna belabor that point but pretty good yep yeah i still i still quite like pari uh it's been a good year for horror yes which is surprising although a lot of those came at the end of the year and again we haven't seen tambad which is universally mentioned as like an amazing hindi horror film yeah very excited to see that but maybe we'll put it on hold till halloween time i don't know if i can wait that long yeah we'll see but yeah pari is a is a really interesting unique uh, horror film. You can go back to our episode on um, clean slate films uh, mm-hmm. and and the three films that Anushka Sharma has um, produced and starred yeah. in. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see what she does next. I I thought this was I thought this was really interesting. Maybe wouldn't it be crazy if she re, uh, if she remade Haute Tension? Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> like she's the only person I could see doing that kind of movie. Yeah, but I feel like she's already done that kind of thing with NH10. Hmm. That's already kind of in that that space. Uh, Just quickly, it's about a uh, woman who uh, is found in the woods and has kind of grown up feral. Well, she uh, had a she had a mom, but the mom was not very nice to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's she's kind of grown up feral, Um, or she's been tied up her whole life. She kind of may or may not be, you know, part. Ifrit? But yeah, part part demon, and there's a there's a cult that kind of comes into play. It's it's creepy. Yeah, it's got a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, so that brings us to uh, perhaps my favorite film title of the year. Raid. Raid. Just like the old uh, ads for the uh, bug spray. Raid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie is good. I like Raid. Ajay Devgan in and as Raid. Ajay Devgan is Raid. Um, this is a good movie. It's about a uh, tax collector who loves the rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he is so much in love with the rules that uh, he won't even accept a gift of a drink at a bar. And instead, <laughs> he pulls out a small bottle of government-issued rum, which I thought was fantastic. But he's uh, he's brought in... Um, he's married to Alina Del Cruz, right? Yeah. He's brought in whenever 
a powerful person needs to have their taxes looked at. Mm-hmm. And he said he's got kicked around like 50 different cities because no one likes him. He's such a stickler. And he comes to this uh, rich guy's house. I think it's Saurabh Shukla's house. Shukla's a local, you know, um, rich guy, politico. Mm-hmm. He's wearing the vest, so I think he's a politico. <laughs> um, and... Everyone uh, in politics wears vests. You, you gotta wear that vest. That's how you know that you're a, you're a minister or something. And at first, Devgin can't find the money. But boy, does he find the money. Yeah, I... I found this movie, I thought the concept of it uh, from the outside seemed like ridiculous, you know, like India's most dedicated tax man. Uh, you, you were thinking he should fight the accountant? No, that's what you said. You yeah. said that there should be a Hollywood crossover with uh, Raid and the accountant, the, mm-hmm. uh, the Ben Affleck film where they have to like team up to solve financial crimes. Yeah. Uh, I still think that'd be really fun. Uh, but I, this movie sucks you in. It's really compelling. There's a great song about how if you don't pay your taxes, you'll get in trouble. <laughs> it, yeah, it sounds like nothing. You love rules. I this do. Is... I think it's one of the reasons why I love this movie is because I love rules. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just love rules. Anyway, yeah, it's a lot more fun than a movie about taxes <laughs> should Has be. Has any right to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tagline, more fun than doing your taxes. <laughs> Uh, so that, that came out in March. On its heels came the latest film starring Rani Mukherjee, Hitchkey, directed yeah. by Siddharth P. Malhotra. Uh, this is a film about a teacher, played by Rani Mukherjee, who, uh, you know, was very dedicated to her profession. She really wants to help out kids. Uh, but she has Tourette syndrome, so kind of no one will give her the chance. Like, no one yeah. will hire her. Um, because, um, you know, Tourette's causes you to have, um, uncontrollable bursts and tics. Yeah, involuntary, um, saying things. Um, but, you know, a school that is desperate for a teacher kind of gives her a chance. And the movie, um, becomes less about the, the kids learning to accept her and more about how she's been giving kind of the class of misfits that everyone expects to fail and they, as a group, you know, get to prove prove the system wrong. So it's kind of like the Mighty Ducks. Instead of hockey, it's... School? School. <laughs> yeah, it's... Randy Mukherjee's very good at it. Yeah, um, she does a really good job of portraying this uh, affliction. Yes. I, I will say, like, the, the... The story does not surprise you. Yeah, it's a little pat, um, but it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's, it's a great performance. Yeah. Oh, good. The look at what I get for great performance. Nice. <laughs> Okay, uh, so this is Boggy 2, my least favorite film of the year, regardless of language. Okay. Uh, there was literally two individual moments in the movie I liked. The rest was dog shit. <laughs> okay. Um, so Boggy 2 features Tiger Shroff and Minaj Bajpai, Randy Puda. So, you know, th- two out of three of those have been in good movies. <laughs> Supposedly taking place after the events of Boggy One, which this, we talked about in our episode on action movies. Yes, with Kathy Gibson. I I cannot figure out where this fits in with the timeline with the previous Boggy film. 
uh, because like they talk about him, like there's flashbacks to him being in university. Community university, so, like, which again looks like high school. Did he go to university before or after he went to that like martial arts school? Yeah, he 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 inherited a martial arts school, as I recall, <laughs> but had time to go do a kind of Betty and Veronica thing for a yeah. while and reenact Student of the Year. Oh wait, no, that's later. Yeah, he'll be reenacting that pretty soon. So here he's helping out an ex-girlfriend of his. Whose uh, daughter has been kidnapped? Yeah, or has you, she? Did she imagine the daughter? The guy you want to do detective work is Tiger Shroff. <laughs> it's it's a very strange film, from what I understand. Um, the plot is a remake of a South Indian film mm. um, that presumably has nothing to do with the previous Boggy film. Uh, Just like this one. <laughs> one th- this this movie is really disappointing because you know I wasn't crazy about Boggy. But at, at least, least he was ripping off the raid. Yeah, and at least like at least it had like a lot of action. This is like one action set piece at the very There's end. There's two. There's two. Okay. Because that was the one thing I liked. Well, two things I liked were the first action sequence where he fights a bunch of cops. Okay, yeah. And yeah. the scene that I enjoyed is that while beating a bunch of cops' asses, he accidentally knocks an Indian flag off of a table. And that will not stand. He catches it in midair, essentially salutes it while setting it down, and then proceeds to kick more uh, elect, uh, cop asses. That was the first thing I liked. The second thing I liked was the ending where he's assaulting Menaj Bajpayee's island, I th- yeah. think. But um, all the wide shots when there's a helicopter trying to kill him, you don't see any like of the encampment. <laughs> like... It transcends the bounds of space and time, the way this yeah. movie works. Yeah. And and there's such a long time between those action It's sequences. so boring. Like, this is supposed to be an action movie, and I feel like in its runtime, there's maybe 15 minutes of, like, straight-up action. At least Boggy 1, there were, like, dueling martial arts I like how you martial just arts calling schools. it Boggy 1. Yeah, Boggy 1. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's Boggy 2, A Rebel for Love, and I'm pretty sure the word Boggy means rebel already, so it's Rebel 2, A Rebel for Love. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It sucked. Move on. <laughs> uh, so, into April, we have Blackmail, directed by... Abinadeo. I really want to see this movie. This looked good. Yeah, yeah. Starring Irfan Khan. And, and Arunade Singh, one of my favorite kind of like tough guys in yeah. uh, um, Hindi films. Yeah. Was he in Jism 1 or 2? He was in Jism 2. Yes, he was. Yeah. I kind of like his sticky-outy ears. Yeah. He reminds I, me of our friend Nick. Okay, yeah. I really feel like at some point he and Amir Khan should play like brothers or father and son or something they could be um two circus like strong men in the <laughs> 1930s oh that'd be fun right okay but blackmail um so this is from the director of deli belly yeah uh so i was looking forward to this again because it's a like it's a black comedy like deli belly uh and it like calicondi it didn't quite meet my expectations. Had they put the two movies together and made one movie, do you think it would have been good? I don't know. It's not necessarily fair to constantly kind of, you know, compare a director or writer's works to, you know, what is potentially like their biggest creative success. Mm-hmm. But I was looking forward to this and did feel kind of let down. The plot is very twisty turny. Or Frank uh, wants to kill his wife or something, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of reveals uh, and characters who are double-crossing other characters and it's kind of this like comedic black neo-noir type thing. All the things I like. 
Yeah, it 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 misses the mark though. Like I I appreciate that it's trying to do something kind of different. Uh, unfortunately, I think there's another film that we're going to be discussing later on yeah. that just hits this on, hits the nail on the head a lot better than this one does. Yeah, it probably blows it out of the water, huh? Yeah. Oh, speaking of movies that you were disappointed by, uh, Shuji Sirkar's October, featuring Varun Dhawan. Uh, I haven't seen this, and you're keeping it from me because you're saying that this movie sucks. I hated this movie. Um, <gasps> so this is probably my most controversial opinion until we get to Thugs of Hindustan. Um, I've seen this movie show up on a lot of Best of the Year lists, which has really surprised me. Um, because I hated this movie. Um, it's, Even more than Boggy 2? Yes. Wow. Yes. At least Boggy 2, you're not going in thinking, you know, this could be good. <laughs> no. I've liked a lot of Shujit Sarkar's previous films. Mm-hmm. He's done um, some good stuff. I do really like Varun Dewan. Uh This is about uh, a young man who's training to be like a hotel manager. He's in a hotel manager school. Okay. Um, who... When one of his colleagues has an accident and ends up in a coma, he makes it all about him and inserts his presence into the life of her friends and family while they are all dealing um, with the possibility that that she might not come out of this coma. Here's a question. Do you think they worked on this before or after The Big Sick? Because it sounds fairly similar. Uh, I'm not too sure. It's I would not say it's similar in any way to The Big Sick. No, but like just the general premise of someone who was maybe in the beginning right. of a relationship gets stuck with the family and not entirely clear what their position is because they but don't really the know that He's person. He's not in a relationship with her. Yeah, that's the thing He's that you hate a about co-worker. it. Yeah. And well, it's not. That's not necessarily the thing I hate about it. Like, it's also okay. So it's the tone is completely different from The Big Sick. It's very like slow and contemplative and. Um, you know, you can't see it, but I'm doing a jerk off motion. With okay. Me. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's the kind of film that is very serious mm-hmm. um, and very emotional, but none of that none of that amounts to anything. It has the the trappings of being important, um, but really, I think at the center of it is is a story about a really selfish young man hmm. um, who makes this tragedy um all about him and how it affects him did you and i just i i don't care when did you do the episode with paul with the um, moldavar movie uh, right around the same time actually so I that was, was kind of bad. i was kind of inspired to do it after seeing october that was kind of bad timing because <laughs> the moldavar movie definitely hasn't aged that well no no uh, which one is that again away from her no uh talk to her talk to her yeah yeah which is also about a girl in a coma and yes, the and guy we, who falls in love we, with her. And we discussed uh, while you were sleeping. So while you're sleeping, you would say is the best of this genre. Well, maybe no. The big sick is the best of like yeah. the coma romance genre. Yeah. Um, but I really we'll be playing girlfriend in a coma by the Smiths <laughs> as our as our song at the no, <laughs> we will not. Don't take my word for it. There are many other people who see far more into it than I do, but I had a really hard time with it. I really had a hard time kind of sentimentalizing um, this this man's actions, and I just... I mean, that's what's so good about The Big I Sick is that... I didn't have any time for it or anything. With The Big Sick... Um, he's reluctant in The Big Sick. He's incredibly reluctant because they know each other a little bit, and it's they were funny. they were actually, like, 
potentially going to break up before she got oh, ill. Oh, no, they right? are like, broken up. Yeah, like, yeah. but the parents don't really know this. Yeah. And he feels so awkward about it, but he wants to try and help them, right? Yeah. No, here, this guy makes this woman's accident all about him. And it just, I found it really, uh, really disgusting. Hmm. I, I just, I could not get on this film's wavelength. And it has all the trappings of kind of, you know, like a serious-minded cinema. But I think at the core of it, it's just very empty. It's a very empty story. Hmm. So I, I hated it. That's my controversial opinion. All right, moving on. Beyond What's the next? Clouds. Um, I have heard nothing about this movie. And... So it's it's going to be notable mostly because it is the debut of Ishan Qatar, uh, who we will be discussing more about later. Yeah, he is uh, Shahid Kapoor's brother. Uh, this is directed by Majid Majidi, who is an Iranian director. Yes, uh, most known for uh, the Oscar-winning film uh, *Children of Heaven*. Mm. I kind of see why this movie uh, didn't really connect with people. It's uh, it's, it's pretty art housey. It's outside the industry. Yeah, well, not necessarily. No, hmm. it, Majid Majidi comes from outside the interest industry, but it is it was made within the industry. Hmm. Uh, it's about a young man played by Ishan Qatar, whose uh, sister is thrown in prison for um, fending off a potential sexual assault, mm-hmm. and the man is in the hospital. While she is in prison, and they're kind of waiting to see, uh, you know, what what is going to happen to him because if he dies, she'll be uh, she'll be charged with murder. Meanwhile, he has to help the mother uh, of this man and uh, this man's children, uh, hmm. his young children, uh, and it's kind of you know I awkward. Well, I mean, he's reluctant to help them, but also like, how do you turn this old woman and these and these kids away? Yeah. These uh, these girls that that he has. So, uh, it's it's kind of one of those kind of like social realist dramas. A bummer. Um, but I did, you know, I did connect with it, and I, I will say the thing that I connected with is I thought Ishan Qatar uh, is striking. Hmm. I, I think this was a, a striking debut for him. Uh, the movie might be a little kind of like poverty pornish, mm-hmm. um, but I did. I don't know. I I, I did kind of. Kind of, en- I kind of enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I, I see though why, um, why it's kind of one of the forgotten films from throughout the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God, will I remember the plot of this next one? One hundred and two, not out. Two old guys. Directed by Umesh Shukla, uh, is the reuniting of Amitabh Bachchan and Rishi Kapoor. I mean, Tom Bachchan plays an old man who is 102, and Rishi Kapoor plays his son, and it's kind of this, like, comedy about uh, the two of them getting on one another's nerves. You know, for for such two powerhouses of Hindi cinema, I was bored. Yeah. I'm sorry. They could do better. I'm so sorry. I mean, they were um, in Kabi Kabi together, right? Yeah. Or is that Shashi? No, it's Kabi Kabi, and they were yeah. in... Um, Amar Akbar Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, so I just... I It's it's based on a stage play. Uh, you don't say. I feel like it might be one of those things that uh, that plays a bit better if... If you're old. Maybe not if you're old, but if you if you know Hindi. Um, I feel like there's... Probably, yeah. Some, yeah, I feel like there's some 
some stuff I'm just not getting. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I, it's not that I thought it was a bad movie. It's not. kind of sounds like grumpy old men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. It, it didn't Ooh, I get me. a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Rozzy. Yeah. Uh, we caught this uh, at the Forum in Montreal when mm-hmm. we were there in the summertime. Excellent movie. Yes. This is one of my favorite movies of the year. Me too. Easily. Uh, yeah. Magna Golzar directs, features Vicky Koshal and Ali Abbott. I don't know why Vicky Koshal is top billed on this list, but whatever. Um, so Ali Abbott plays... This is not a list that I've typed up. We're, yeah, we're using Wikipedia, Wikipedia as a cheat. That's weird. But yeah, Ali Abbott plays a young woman <laughs> whose father was kind of a spy master type. Yeah. And... Uh, she is sent to marry a Pakistani, he's a captain or something, his mm-hmm. dad's a general, mm-hmm. but she has to go marry Vicka Kaushal um, at, in the lead up to the Indo-Pak war in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And her job is to kind of listen around and hear if they have any good intel that they can pass on. Mm-hmm. And it's a really, really um, tense movie at times. Yeah. Uh, one of the servants kind of figures out what's up to her and what she's up to and she has to kind of deal with him, mm-hmm. so that's really interesting. And the the way that she radios back home is fun. And the training stuff I thought was really good. One thing that I admired so much about this film is that the spy stuff is really low-key and down-to-earth. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels authentic. It's more about being a, an outsider in a family and what it's like to be a woman who has to like join a new household. Yeah, and then also kind of like about loyalty you know to a certain you know she to a certain point like she starts to connect with her husband and her pakistani family and mm-hmm. and you know so is she loyal to her country or is she loyal to her husband and ali Abbott is just i mean she's superb you know people who've, who've listened to this podcast for a while know how much i love ali Abbott um from the moment i saw her and this might be her finest performance this or highway she is so I, th- I think it might be this. She's or Utapunja. There's so many uh, that you could point to. She is so good, um, and she really she really carries this thing. It's a it's kind of an a it's it's unusual in the spy genre um, because like it's not action oriented and it's not it doesn't have the kind of like Jean Le Carré intrigue and it's very feminine. Mm-hmm. But it's not like. She's a sexy spy, like Atomic Blonde or something. I mean, I love Atomic Blonde, but it's just like, it's very... She's not Black Widow. It's... Yeah. Yeah. No, I I really... This movie is fantastic. I, Has your mom seen it? Uh, I don't probably think so. It. I should recommend it to her, yeah. Yeah, she'd like that. Yeah, I think it's a... This is an easy movie to recommend to people. Yeah. It's, uh, you learn it's a little really bit about good. history, too, because I didn't know anything about that particular conflict. So from there, we have another film about uh, the Indian military uh, and true events. Parmanu, the story of Pokhran. Pokhran? Directed by Abhishek Sharma, starring John Abraham, Diana Penty, and Bomana Rani. This is about uh, India's development of nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you inspired? It, you know, John, we'll, we'll return to John Abraham and, like, I think the the discomforting tone of nationalism in his films this year. He he, uh, has, he has range, though. He can do good stuff. It just, yeah. maybe he just wants to make quick cash? 
I'm not too sure. I, you know, to a certain extent, I, I found it interesting to learn about this moment in history and kind of how uh, India had to covertly develop their nuclear weapons because that's something that the rest of the world kind of frowns upon. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm I'm not one to celebrate military advancements. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, especially military advancements that could have, um, you know, terrible ramifications for the rest of the world. So, uh, I just, you know, again, I I thought it was interesting from a historical aspect, you know, but ultimately the topic of the movie um, and the the tone of it didn't didn't necessarily sit well with me. Mm. So... Moving on. Moving on. Uh, yeah, VOD wedding. Yes, this is a film we've covered on the show. Yeah, we've uh, we talked about that at length with Juliet, as I recall. Yep. So check that one out. Uh, ooh, hi, this is a good one. Are you, we're not going to say more about VOD wedding. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Kapoor is very good. In it. So this is about what six, seven months on. I've basically forgotten all about it. <laughs> right, like. It was kind of a very timely thing, and a lot of people got incensed about it, especially the bit with Swarabhaskar yeah. uh, masturbating, her character anyway. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's, I think it's kind of left the public imagination. There's apparently a new show on Netflix that's sort of like this. Yeah. I saw Shah Shahid talking about it. One more shot? or Yeah, I'd be curious in shots. checking that out. I don't remember. Um, but, you know, this one kind of just came and went for me. I don't know about you. Maybe because I'm a woman, I feel like it had a bigger impact than that. It's directed by Shashanka Ghosh. Uh, so it stars Karina Kapoor, Sonam Kapoor, Swara Baskar, and Shukla Telsania. Uh, I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was I, fun to, at I the think time. Karina Kapoor is very good in it. She's good. Um, so is Sonam. And I, I enjoy you know, seeing a film that puts uh, female friendships front and center and how important they are. Um, so I did like it, but it didn't, it wasn't as like risque as I was hoping it would be. Well, it felt like it was this huge touch point too. And people had, you know, their hot takes on it, but those takes are no longer hot anymore. It's just kind of, yeah. It's well, a fun movie though. Like, yeah, I, it was the filmmaking that let it down. Yeah. It wasn't well made. I will say like, I, I do frequently have this issue with, uh, with Sonu Kapoor. Uh, I, I like her so much as a person, and I, I really think she kind of like um, develops interesting projects, really kind of like female focused things, uh, and I really respect that. Uh, but I find, I, I always find something a little lacking in the execution. Hmm. Um, I don't think she's the greatest actress personally. I think she's fantastic in Nirja, but there's something, there's something almost a bit like, 90s TV quality hmm. to to her stuff that I find a little uh, it's just a little it falls a little flat for me like it lacks some nuance yeah um, but I still think Verity Wedding is really fun hmm. you know and I think Karina Kapoor as I've already mentioned several times is really good alright so that was released alongside a movie that uh, we were hotly anticipating because it's from one of my all time favorite directors Vic did we Riva get a Dicky chance Montana. to talk about it we did the whole episode on him but I don't think we, we had been able to see it yet no because it never came out here we saw it in like November yeah we saw it recently because it, it was finally on Netflix, came yeah. on Netflix yeah so this is Bavish Joshi Superhero starring Harsh Kapoor Harsh Kapoor uh, I was 
Really looking forward to this again. Big fan of Matwane. I wasn't crazy about Harsh Kapoor in Mirzia, but... No way, really? <laughs> but I was still interested to kind of, you know, see what he could do. Uh, crazy that this movie released the same day as Sonoko Kapoor's their brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder so, if that's happened before. There's a lot of brothers and sisters. I'm and, sure yeah. that's happened before. Yeah. Uh, so this is kind of like a gritty vigilante film. Uh, I wouldn't say it's quite a superhero film because no one has any superpowers. The closest thing I can think of is Kick-Ass. Yeah, yeah, but... Yeah, yeah. So Harsh Kapoor plays a, a guy who kind of becomes uh, incensed and kind of takes crime fighting into his well, own they, hands. They start off doing like a YouTube show, yeah. which is almost like pranks kind of. But then they start seeing injustices and they want to help out society, but they get it too deep. Yeah. Um, I, I thought say, it was really good. I will say it's my least favorite Matwane film. But he set a high bar. Yeah, again, like... Shouldn't constantly be comparing a director's work to their best to their best stuff. Uh, that's not always fair. People need um, you know room to to grow and develop as artists, and they're you know they're allowed to to kind of figure things out. Um, this my reaction to this, I think, also feels a little bit muted because at the same time, Matwane gave us Sacred Games this year, and that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And we did a whole episode on that, so yeah, check that out. Uh, so yeah, Babish Joshi Superhero, I think, like, is really solid, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Like, it's 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 good, but it didn't it didn't move me. I thought that um, the fighting was really good. Yeah. The, the music's great. Music was cool. The uh, chase scenes on the motorcycle very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the cinematography is fantastic. It looks great. Yeah, it's. I think what they're up against is, eventually is a little bit. Of a letdown. Mm. Um, it's tough to do kind of a Rage Against the System movie without like a strong villain. Because the villain, the villain is like, you know, corruption. And that's kind of hard to yeah. codify into something that you could punch. It is nice though to get like a vigilante film where they're not saving the world or saving the country. Like, yeah. I like, I, I appreciate the stakes of this because I feel like um quote-unquote comic book movies um and and I, I put quotes around that because not all movies based like adapted from comic books i think are comic book movies like i don't think yeah. persepolis is a comic book movie yeah um but i think like quote-unquote comic book movies and superhero movies like the stakes have just gotten so big to the to a place where like you can no longer relate to them anymore like it has no real bearing on yeah um on your investment in the film. And so one thing that I really liked about Baba Shoshi Superhero is it brought stuff down back down to the ground level. Investigating why water is so expensive. I mean that's Yeah. That's really interesting. This is a good like like He's not the Punisher, it, it, but it's sort of like Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. Or even like Batman without the money. Yeah. 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 I I did like it. It's good. Yeah. Oh boy. I get a great one here. Okay. <laughs> and this is our last film before our break. I think we're making decent time. Like this was always gonna be a long episode, yeah. but all right, well, race three. We watched it the other day. This movie sucks. Um I didn't hate it as much as I hated Buggy Two, but it was only because I feel like seeing certain stars on screen makes me happier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> seeing Anil Kapoor and Salman Khan and Bobby Deal and Jacqueline Fernandez, I enjoy seeing them. There is a very, um, you know, base level of, oh, I like that person <laughs> that I don't get from watching Bobby too. But, oh, uh, what a letdown. 
The yeah. first two race movies are super fun, and this one is... It's got all the dumb twists in it. Not as many twists as you'd like. Not quite as many, but... Not as fun as twists as you'd like. It shows what Saifali Khan brings to the series. Yes. Because he, he yeah. has a way of being kind of nonplussed about learning new material that I find very entertaining. Whereas when in this movie, you talk about stakes being raised too much. I mean, the stakes are non-existent. Yeah. Uh, in Within the first 10 minutes of the movie, uh, Anil Kapoor, who is a gun runner who lives in the UAE, I think it was UAE, uh, like he's getting attacked by a rival gangster. And the way that his children deal with this problem is to break into that gangster's warehouse. Salman flies there in his wingsuit. And they essentially, you know, kill 70 people in this building. And by that point, you're just like, oh, well, you know, the hero can literally fly. Um, and bullets are not a problem. They could beat anyone yeah. in a fight. The only one that can bring them down is their, you know internecine struggles in this family but if that's not interesting then what's the point yeah i really i mean i really wanted to like this i love the first two race films uh, but i think those movies have a sense of kind of self-awareness that race three doesn't like there's a sense of fun and and playfulness and it's like we know we're this ridiculous twisty thriller and we're gonna give that to you like, mm-hmm. and we're gonna have fun while we do it this felt dour um it, i think it takes itself a little too seriously it's which is ludicrous by, why would you why would you take this premise seriously <laughs> it's directed by remo de souza uh and it just it really misses the mark i think salman khan gives a really stiff performance at the center of it like physically stiff he yeah. can't really move that well uh, bobby dale was the best. Bobby Dale was good. Jacqueline Fernandez. Was good. I like Jacqueline Fernandez Love fighting Jacqueline Daisy Fernandez. Shaw. That was fine. Ja- Daisy Shaw has her stupid line that she says that everyone hates. You know, our business is our business <laughs> and it's none of your business. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I you know that like classic that. line. <laughs> I was talking to a friend of the show, Devin Bruce. Uh, he also really loves the race films. And I was explaining, like, this has nothing to do with the previous films. Like, it's a new cast. I mean, with the exception of Jacqueline Fernandez and Anil Kapoor, but they're not playing the same characters. Exactly. Uh, you picked the best character in all the race franchise and had the best, not the best actor, the guy who plays the best character in the whole <laughs> franchise, and then you give him a dumb new character that is not eating fruit in every scene, <laughs> that has assistants that follow him around, but like... They're not named after fruit. He's not a corrupt detective. He's wanted, just some weird drug guy. He wanted a lot more fruit. He's not a drug guy. Well, he was. he's looking into doing drugs after selling guns. Yeah. It. it Anyways, so I was talking to Devin, uh, and I was just like, this is like, it's a completely different movie, and it's not good. And he said, ah, so it's a race season of The Witch. Yes. I was like, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So for all the, the horror fans out there that, that get that joke... Uh, I will forever think of this as race season of the witch. Yeah, I mean, you could have easily just called this movie Guns. Yeah, why does it have to be a race film? Yeah, even even within the standards of the race metaphor, which made sense in the first one, they definitely yeah. race horses and they race cars a lot. This the, the second same... one was more about stealing the shrub terrain than <laughs> racing. That was the first one. Oh, no, it was, it was the, the second, second one. one. It was yeah. the second one. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, I mean, this has... They could have called the second one fight. (laughs) (laughs) 
This has the same struggle between siblings that I think is at the core of the race films. But I just, I didn't, I didn't really feel like, like there was a lot of racing. I didn't like, I didn't feel no. like, like. You didn't feel like we were coming back to the race. No, at all. I didn't feel like the sense of competition and like trying to outdo one another was, was strong. That's the race in the race films. So. And I was watching the entire film, hoping without hope that Cypher Lee Khan would have been just wearing a Salman Khan mask the whole time. <laughs> Had that happened, it would have gotten at least another star for me. Well, apparently Cypher Lee Khan is going to be returning for race four. So Good. there's hope. Uh, but yeah, I, I could throw I did, this movie in the dumpster. I did think Jacqueline Fernandez was a lot of fun. And She's always I liked, fun. I like Bobby Dale. Jacqueline Fernandez is always fun. Yeah, I liked Bobby Dale. I decided in this film that uh, he has bigger big dick energy than Samaka. Yes, he has Bobby Dale energy. <laughs> but <laughs> All right. I will say, Deshoom was a better version of this movie. I enjoyed Deshoom. Yeah, Deshoom was it fun. had Jacqueline Fernandez in it. <laughs> It had John Abraham playing a large uh, masculine type, uh, not unlike a Bobby Deal. It had the UAE. I don't think they're that relatable, but I agree with you. Dishoom is fun. Kevin will disagree. It's a more fun version of people in the desert having an adventure. When they go to that sort of like terrorist kingdom. There's better twists in it too. And it has actually Karana. Yeah. Race alumni. Yeah. (laughs) They go to this terrorist kingdom and there's this whole dance sequence and... Like gunfights and stuff. That's how you do this sort of backdrop. Yeah, I do love that dance. Okay. It's time for our interval. It's time for us to get back to the break. Ah, (laughs) what are we listening to, Matt? We are listening to a song from Man Marzian. Uh, We're not going to play Zane's cover of... No, we're not playing Zane's cover of Race 3. (laughs) Okay. Zane made a bad song. (laughs) I love Zane. He's fine. He, right. just, he just made a mistake. What are we actually listening to? We are listening to my favorite song from my second favorite Angry Cash film of the year, uh, Man Marzion, and the song is Dion Chand. Uh, this is probably my all-time favorite song of the year. Great music, uh, great music dance sequence. The music video for this is great. I've yeah. watched it so many times. Yeah. All right. Sony, 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 gives you the opportunity to reflect and commit to making positive changes, aka New Year's resolutions. Whether it's being more active, wearing shawl collars, or watching more movies and listening to more podcasts, a new year brings with it so many possibilities. To help with that last resolution, as I'm sure it's a universal one, and many others, might I suggest another podcast on the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB, Healthy Lifestyle Design. Hosted by mother and daughter, Pamela and Janet Heichel, Healthy Lifestyle Design discusses how they have tried to design a healthy lifestyle for themselves and how you might be able to, too. You can find out more about Healthy Lifestyle Design and the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB at albertapodcastnetwork.com. Albertans are all about lifting each other up. That's why ATB has Lender, a lending platform that lets Albertans fund small businesses through Lyft loans. So whether you want to open a second store or increase production, your customers, ATB, and Lender can help you achieve your business goals. For more information or to apply, visit atblendr.ca. That was Gyanchan 
from Man Marzion. Uh, still my favorite song of the year. All right, Matt. Oh, great. Another good one. Yep. All right, so this, <laughs> this is, is another my... one we've done an episode on. Yeah, we did talk about this. This is Sanju. Uh, we talked about it at length. Um, I don't like it anymore. I even separated from it. The more we learn about some of the people making the film, don't love that. And the more we see about uh, uh, Sanjay Dutt running his mouth nowadays. Like, I don't know. It's not doing itself any favors by having people attached to it. Yeah, so this is the biopic of Sanjay Dutt. Um, we did an episode on it. it stars Ranbir Kapoor um, and Sonal Kapoor again. Moonabai and BBS, much better movie than this. <laughs> and uh, Anushka Sharma. Uh, With crazy hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this... this this definitely gets like worst wigs of the year. Yeah. Uh, it also features uh, Vicky Koshal and uh, one of our favorites, Jim Sarb. Um, again, all with Jim Sarb. Hair. Jim Sarb as the character from uh, <laughs> Walk Hard. Yeah, he's playing Tim Meadows. Yeah, get out of here. Uh, get out of here, Dewey Cox. Yeah, I, I didn't like this film. Uh, people can listen to our episode on it to, you know, to, to hear all the reasons why <laughs> and why I think it. Uh, kind, it's of kind of a under- toxic film. Yeah, underdoes its own um, themes. Um, I'll also add that you know what you were alluding to uh, as the the Me Too movement has continued in Bollywood. Some stuff has come out about Rajkumar Harani. specifically while working on this movie. Yes. So um, for people interested, they can look into that. I I would like to keep this a, a kind of safe space on the show. Um, but I think uh, we um, very much support um, all victims of um, sexual violence. Mm-hmm. Next up is Surma, which features Diljit Dosanjh and Tapsi Panu in uh, one of two movies I can think of off the top of my head where she plays a lot of field hockey. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is a biopic. From this year. From this year. It's been a good year for Topsy Panu playing field hockey. I wonder if she yeah. likes field hockey. Maybe. I feel like it would be really hard on your back because you have to kind of bend over all the time oh, while running yeah. around. Yeah. Uh, if you're short, though, it would probably be okay. Um, so in this movie, Diljit Dosanjh plays Sandeep Singh, a, um Indian field hockey player, very, very uh, good. But what, his career was tragically brought to a conclusion almost. By to an, a halt. Yeah, it brought to a halt briefly by an accident where he was shot by a cop's gun, which went mm-hmm. off when he was on a train. And it shows his his resolve and getting back into it. Yeah. I I really liked this movie. Um, I don't think it was the best sports movie of the year. Yeah. By it, any means. I it's, it's, a biopic, it's a biopic and it has to play, kind of play by biopic rules. Yeah, and it's it's also like it's a sports biopic about kind of an inspiring true story of overcoming the odds. That being said, like you know, I I, I get how that seems a little played out, a little cheesy, but Diljit Dessange does uh does a really good job uh, at the center of it, and I thought it was really engaging. I I I came away you know feeling really good about it. I think it's a very like it, it is inspiring. Yeah, Topsy yeah. Panu also is the narrator for some reason. Yeah. Um, she doesn't get a lot to do apart from play field hockey, but she was presumably saving her attention for another movie, which is coming up later. Yeah, I'm not convinced that Shad Ali, the director of this feature, is like, you know, has a lot of artistic vision. Yeah. Uh, but 
you know, it's a little paint by numbers, but you know, the 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 picture that comes out of that is is solid. Speaking of paint by numbers, no, I don't know. I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> is that the doc? Yeah. Well, it is a a remake of a popular Marathi film that's also been remade in every other language. This is the Bollywood version. Uh, it's directed by Shashank Kaitan, uh, whose previous films include Humpty Sharma Kitahania and Badranath Kitahania, movies I quite like. We're fans of those. We are. Uh, this is the second film this year starring... This is the second film of 2018 starring Ishan Qatar. Uh, this was not his debut, though, as we mentioned, it was Beyond the Clouds. Uh, it was the debut, however, for Janvi Kapoor, the daughter of Sri Devi, who unfortunately passed away uh, recently from a terrible accident. And so, All right. what? I will say, accident aside, awful. I'm tired of hearing about Janvi Kapoor. Okay. Like, this is a point where the uh, Bollywood gossip and news mm. media have inflated a star, a potential star, to such a degree of irrelevance for me. Like, I will probably never watch this movie unless we need to for this. Because I don't care about this whole machine that makes kids into stars. Mm. And the fact that so many people want me to care about it and talk about it all the time, it it just makes me, like, kind of gets my back up. Do you think you would have had the same reaction if we were into Bollywood when Student of the Year came out? Because this is Dharma Productions, and it's it's kind of Karen Johar is again in that mode of anointing the new stars. None of them were coming from. Well, okay, Varun Dhawan was coming from a filmy family, but his uh, father was director. Yeah. Not him trying to emulate a star, you know, acting career. I don't think Javi Kapoor is trying to be her mom. I don't. I, I don't know. I'm never going to see it. But the fact that they are like pitting her against Sarah Ali Khan in the mm. in the in the press and making sure that we see every single interview and all this uh, publicity and all this stuff. Like I do not give a rat's ass. Most actors are not good in their first movie. Like maybe once she gets three or four movies done, we can look back at this. But like so much ink and so much time was spent talking about this movie. Well. And I think there were a lot of factors uh, in regards to that. I think there was a lot of criticism of nepotism with this film. I think also there was a strong reaction to remaking this Marathi film. And kind changed of, the whole cast angle, right? Yeah, and kind of making... Well, no, the cast angle isn't it. Uh, so the plot, just to kind of explain that quickly... Uh, Ishan Qatar and Janvi Kapoor play a couple of young lovers who are of different castes. Uh, and they their their love is not um, recognized by mostly Jean B. Kapoor's um, parents, and they are forced to run away uh, and live in poverty. It's not as much poverty as Syrat, uh, and kind of build a, a new life for them. Uh, you know, so again, their their lives are at risk if they if they stay in their small town, and so instead they they escape. And it has a, a rather um, iconic ending that is that is changed a bit here in this. Because you saw the original, right? No, I haven't seen the original. Okay. Um, I'd like to. I hear it's very good, um, but I, I haven't. I um, have read about it and and a lot of the other previous versions of it. I shouldn't be so kind of poisoned by. Oh, sorry, go- I've read gossip. about it and a lot of the. 
I've read about it and a lot of the subsequent versions of it. Sure. I shouldn't be so poisoned by the idea of trying to break new stars and all this stuff, but it's the nepotism and the fact that like this media exists to report on these people and is so divorced from the actual filmmaking mm-hmm. that just bothers me. I want to be very clear, though. Uh, I, I don't think you have any issues with Jean-Pierre Kapoor. <laughs> You've no, never I, seen her act. I haven't seen her act. Um. I just I, I feel like she was being robbed, rammed down our throats. I yes, I, I think unfortunately uh, it's been a difficult year for her, and you know to to lose her mother, and then at the same time be under all this media scrutiny for her debut. Uh, my heart really really goes out to her. As an actress, I wasn't wowed. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very pretty. Uh, I I am interested to see what she'll do from here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I certainly think she has the potential to be a star. Um, yeah, and I, I'm looking forward to see what she does next. Uh, the Duck, as a film, it didn't really excite me. Uh, I... I think it's a I think it's kind of a downer and I didn't I didn't get caught up in the romance um, just like October you have no romance left in you <laughs> I, I liked it more than October I, I didn't find it offensive like I found October uh, I just think you know they might have some chemistry off screen based on what the gossips are telling us but on screen I didn't feel kind of that frisson between Ishan Qatar and Jean-Vic Kapoor that I think you need to make this film work hmm. yeah uh, that brings us to a movie that I remember really enjoying, but please don't ask me to describe the plot of <laughs> Saheb Biwi or Gangster 3, uh, directed by Tigmanshu Dolia, starring Sanjay Dutt, Jimmy Shergill, and Mahi Gill. Uh, I have not seen um, the previous films in this franchise. Uh, that did not prove an issue for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of like a fun, twisty gangster film full of like betrayal and uh and changing loyalties so like a good race movie uh no no it's more it's more like it's more gangster Mm. um you know kind of like crime families and uh uh and revenge i i really i really enjoyed it Uh, i think this has been a good year for jimmy shirgal i think this performance while not as strong as mukabaz i think he was very good in it um and i'm i am interested in checking out the previous films in this franchise uh, and then revisiting this one. Well, maybe I, we'll talk about them at some point. Yeah, no, I really like this. It's very kind of like it's a good adult kind of uh Better than the Car series? Yes, yes, exactly. This, to me, was so much better uh, than Sarkar 3. Hmm. Yeah, so, you know. Uh, and now we have Fani Khan. This was a movie I was really, really looking forward to. It's directed by Atal Manjekar. It stars Anil Kapoor, Rajkumar Rao, and Ashwarya Rai Bachchan. Uh, she's the reason I was looking forward to it. It's got a really fun premise. It's a remake of a Belgian film. Uh, and That's it's a, right, uh, served up to you right there. Yeah, yes. Uh, and Anil Kapoor plays a father who's trying to make his daughter, uh, who he's named Lata, into a uh, recording artist, into a singer. He wants her essentially to live out the dreams that he didn't get to get to live out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in his attempts to make her a star, he kidnaps 
Ashwarya Rai Bachchan, who is, you know, kind of the most celebrated pop singer. Like in, a Madonna in type? Yeah, one, yeah. exactly. Uh, this is, this is a, it, again, it's it's kind of a, a, a kooky premise. Uh, Rajkumar Rao plays uh, a friend of Neil, Neil Kapoor's who kind of gets wrapped up in the kidnapping. Talk and, about having a huge year, hey? Yeah. Rashkumar, uh, oh, yeah. And develops a uh, kind of a, a friendship with Ashraya Rai Bachchan and maybe more. Uh, this was really, it was really fun, but at the same time, I was really let down by it. It has... Um, this fantastic uh, song song sequence early on um, that's very kind of knowing and making a lot of Bollywood in-jokes that I think is really, really fun. I just think as the movie goes on, it, it loses steam. You know, mm. despite the fact that I think there's some good performances at the center of it with uh, with Anil Kapoor, uh, Rai Bakhtan, and Rao, it just kind of, it doesn't kind of pull through. Is the kid no good? She's great. Huh. Oh yeah, she's great, and she is doing the the that song hmm. that that I talk about. Um, that I apologize, I don't have the name of in front of me because you know when you do an episode like this, it's just you gotta. We got a lot of we got, we got a lot of material. Uh, so yeah, Fanny Khan. I yeah, I I kind of wish it it uh, wish it done more. We should kind of felt a bit more fleshed out or a bit more nervous or just wish it just hadn't lost the steam you Mm. know I think I had a lot going for it but it just kind of falls flat Um, Mulk directed by Anubhav Singha starring Rishi Kapoor and Tapsi Panu in this film Tapsi Panu plays um, a lawyer who is defending uh, Rishi Kapoor Um, oh this was this was complicated in this film, Tapsi Panu plays a lawyer, a Hindu, who has to defend her Muslim father-in-law in um, a trial about, I think it was about kind of conspiracy to conspiracy that he was involved in terrorism. And he's essentially being targeted uh, because he is Muslim. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is very much about uh, the the relationship um and the, the the tension between hindus and muslims uh it's like all bollywood court dramas i don't understand how the court system works um i also think like isn't it a conflict of interest to be defending your father-in-law uh, i mean the judge might frown on that but uh it was it was interesting and Topsy Panu was fantastic. Like that's the that's the one takeaway from this film is like really Topsy Panu. She's, she's always good. She's got it. Okay, Karwan. Uh, this is directed by Akarsh Karana. It stars Irfan Khan, Dulkar Salman, and Mithila Palkar. Everyone loves this Dulkar Salman guy, huh? Yeah, Dulkar Salman is uh, is from Malayalam cinema. I've seen him in a few Malayalam films. He's handsome. I yeah. Yeah, he's he's That's good his looking, job, um, but he he's also a very good actor. Hmm. Uh, I I think I liked Karwan a bit more than most. Um, Dolko Sarman's in the film. Dolko Sarman's father has passed away, but he's been shipped the wrong body. Like so you he, do. Yeah. So he kind so of wait. So it's kind of like the lunchbox, except instead of a lunch, it's a dead body. No, no. <laughs> oh, okay. So he kind of like ropes. Irfan Khan got a different body. No. <laughs> so he kind of ropes Irfan Khan in um, a project to drive the dead body he's received, which is this uh, 
this woman's uh, mother who yeah. was sitting beside uh, Del Carzaman's father on a bus. And she got Del Carzaman's father, so they're going to drive um, to her kind of bed and breakfast um, that's in another town and exchange the bodies. So it's a road movie. Uh, Irfan Khan is really, he's really kooky. He's kind of an oddball in this film. So he's not the straight man like he was in Peak. No, no, he's, 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 he's kooky. Mithila Palkar plays, uh, the, uh, the woman that they're going to see, her daughter, uh, and she's kind of a, she's kind of a bit of a, bit of a modern girl. She's kind of a bit rebellious. She, she smokes and drinks. Um, and she's, she's great. I think I was more excited about her. Uh, than I was about Dolkar Salman. Though I think Dolkar Salman gives a good performance. Um, but Palkar, she's also in the uh, Netflix show Little Things that I'm hoping that we can do an episode on. Uh, I think she's really spunky. I really like her. I I kind of like... This This had a very muted response. Uh, mm. I think a lot of people were disappointed in this film. Uh, I thought it was fun. I think for what it's worth, kind of, you know, this, this road trip movie about, like... It's very much about... <sighs> Grief and loss. How and, do they fit the dead and, body and in the car? They have like a like a van. Okay. They have like a yeah. Okay, carry on. Um, yeah, it's a film that's very much about kind of grief and and loss and kind of thinking about death, but also about regrets and kind of you know coming to to terms with uh, with taking hold of life, kind of seizing hmm. life. I. I don't know. Maybe I was just in a sentimental place when I saw it. I'd like to watch this and blackmail, so. Yeah. To make it an Irfan Khan evening. Did you see this next film? I can't remember. Gold? No. Okay. Whoa, we're really into the, uh, into the. We're in the weeds. The section of what I've seen. There's two more until there's one I've seen again. Okay. So, Gold, directed by Rima Kakti, starring Akshay Kumar. It's a. A uh, historical film about... The Indi- guy who discovered gold. No, about India's first... He invented gold. No, oh. about India's first Olympic gold medal. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's a field hockey movie. Field- oh, good. The the sport that everyone knows. Uh, it's... You know, I, I laugh about this, but there's probably like way more millions of people who actually care about field hockey than ice hockey. Probably. 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 Just because India is interested in it, that just necessarily means it's more popular across the globe. Probably. Uh, So this is set kind of immediately after partition when India is kind of figuring out its national identity and it is very um, patriotic and nationalist. Uh, I thought it was fine. Uh, I think Rima Kagti... Uh, has directed better movies. Uh, honey, honey, honeymoon limited. No, honeymoon travels. Oh right, yeah. Limited. That was all right. Uh, God, that title's a mouthful. Uh, and Talash. Yeah. Uh, the, those are good. Those are both very good. This is, you know, it was fine. Is it more of like a bronze or like a silver or what? <laughs> I guess. I guess I'd give it a silver. Okay. I, I don't know if I'd give it the gold. I'd give it the silver. That's good. Uh, so. That brings us to kind of the the second uh, odd John, John Abraham, Abraham film picture. of the year. Yeah. Um, this was Satameva Jayate. This looks weird. The, he's just a he's like a vigilante cop killer. Yeah, this is directed by Malap Zaveri. This stars John Abraham and Manoj Bajpayee. Bajpayee's doing a lot of bad guy roles this year. <sighs> yeah, so this film is about like yeah cops and corruption and. And brothers setting people on fire. And I remember it being somewhat patriotic. 
I I remember Annie Pema Chopra gave this a very bad review. Yeah, I'm, I I apologize that I'm struggling to remember <laughs> what happened in the film. I just really remember the bad taste it left in my mouth. I just hmm. I did not like this movie. Hmm. I, I I thought it was I thought it was like violent in really kind of nasty ways and manipulative and I think kind of there's some like mid-act reveals I found that I I remember the mid-act reveal that I found a little convenient uh it wasn't good it wasn't good all right you know it was good yeah this was great street yeah I watched this yesterday yeah uh so this is a wonderful film and people have been telling me all year since what September when it came out? August. August. People have been telling me since August it was great. Didn't have a chance to see it until yeah. uh, just recently when it became available on Hotstar. But you know what? They were right. This Thank is, you, Hotstar. This is like a, you know, Hindi version of Ghostbusters almost with mm-hmm. the kind of mix of comedy and horror. Yeah. Although I'd probably more horrifying than Ghostbusters, I'd say. Maybe closer to Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Um, by Raj and DK, who did Go 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 Gone too. So like they know about uh, mm-hmm. mixing genres in a good way. Um, but this is about a town where men tread to fear uh, fear to tread after dark. Yeah, this is so good. It's directed by Armar Koshik. Stars Rajkumar Rao, Shraddha Kapoor in what I think is her best performance. 100% the best performance I've ever seen from Shraddha Kapoor. I love to her. To be this. fair, though, she does kind of stand around glowering a lot. <laughs> so she doesn't actually have to say a lot of words. She's good in this. But it was gr- she was great. Uh, and Pekka Tripathi. Yes, Pekka Tripathi. And Ayushman Karana's brother, Arpashakti Karana, uh, who I am developing just as, as much affection for as. For him as I as I have for Aish Makrana. Uh this movie has a surprising kind of um it has a good message. Yeah, it has a kind of surprising um critique of gender politics. So it's about uh based on a kind of ridiculously supposedly true event where in this small town during a festival, if men are out and alone at night a woman, a ghost woman, a stree, a stree, uh, comes and abducts them and just leaves a pile of their clothes. Yeah, it's like they get raptured away. One thing that I love about this movie is there's all these scenes where all these young men are being told, like, don't go out at night by yourself, you know, walk in groups, you know, yeah. and and and, and, and they sorry. fear for their safety. Yeah, and and that's and it's played for comedy, um, but also kind of like they're really scared. And that's all the stuff that society frequently tells women to try and keep them safe. When it's just like, no, instead of like telling women that they can't go out alone at night. Tell the street to knock it off. Exactly. Because they have to fear their safety. Solve the problem. Yeah. (laughs) Like, kill the damn witch. (laughs) So I just, I really loved this this movie where, um, you know, it, it, it kind of made men fearful of all the stuff that like women have to deal with all the time yeah uh, very I, funny it's so funny surprisingly Rajkumar Rao this was his best performance of the year he's so good surprisingly scary um because Hindi yeah. horror films apart from it's got from, some good twists yeah it's good stuff it's good stuff it's really good I, I I'm sure we'll be doing an episode on it in the future I wish that so uh that our local horror film festival would have programmed it that seems like the sort of thing that like Horror fans across countries could enjoy that. Yeah, it has real crossover appeal. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Raj Kamarao is 
Oh, he's so delightful. He's a tailor who is like the best at a... He's the prince of tailoring. He, oh, can, he can size a woman up from 50 yards and figure out exactly okay. what uh, how, how to make her linger. And, and kind of like, to me, this film feels like the kind of the, the flip side of Verdi Wedding, mm-hmm. where it has some really strong male friendships and male bonding that I think uh, is like, is is kind of at the core of this film. Yeah. Uh, and They're really, a fun really trio, fun. They're guys. such a fun trio. And it yeah. like, and it feels feels honest. And, and that, that kind of core relationship feels really earned. Oh, such a fun movie. Yeah. Speaking uh, of fun movies, yeah. Man Marzian. What a year, ups and downs for Anya Kashyap. I mean, Man Marzian, Mukabaz, Sacred Games, the dissolving of the Phantom dissolving Phantom. of Phantom Phillips. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's got to be a roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, so and he's lo- working on a new movie now about um, I think it was women snipers. It actually sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, this was a fantastic movie. Vicky Koshal is. You don't love me swearing, but he's a f- for the ages. No, you can't say that. He is 100%. Yeah, I will. I will say it. No, you can't say that. But this isn't a swear. This is a no, this is a descriptor. I'm not, no, you can't. <laughs> okay, we'll see if we can bleep that. Okay. A quasi-remake of um, Hamdil Dechuke Sanam. People keep saying that. I don't think it actually has as much in common with that as you think. I think it's inspired by Hamdil Dechuke Sanam. It's, it's a kind similar of an situation. Updated modern interpretation so Topsy Panu plays um a girl a young, who runs a sporting goods store yeah she's a young field hockey player though she's kind of left the national team uh who is uh kind of having uh an affair uh with Vicky Koshal who's an aspiring DJ the worst when, words in any language an <laughs> aspiring DJ when her grandparents find out about it. They kind of make plans to marry her off. And she says, like, no, I can convince uh, my boyfriend to marry me. Nope. And then when he is less into the idea, uh, she says to her grandparents that she'll marry whoever they pick. And then along comes Abhishek Bakchan, who is an NRI who is in town to find a wife. I think he is a security guard at a bank, he says. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he falls for Tapsi Panu. And so Tapsi Panu is kind of finds herself in this love triangle between uh, her fiancé, played by Abhishek Bakchan, and, and her boyfriend. Uh, the music in this is amazing. The dancing with those twins. Oh, and other, yeah. And so, other twins found throughout the film. Yeah, yeah. It's got... <laughs> it reminds me a bit of... Um, Patterson, where there's just random yeah, twins. Yeah. Um, in no other way, though. Yeah. <laughs> it no doesn't have way. a lot else to do uh, with Patterson. And you read Cash Up, uh, found these twin dancers uh, from Chicago on YouTube and invited them to come be in the film. And they kind of punctuate uh, the background and the, the dance sequences. They're amazing. Uh, I I love that. Like it, it's a very kind of clever conceit because I kind of act as Tapsy Panu's kind of like like emotions um, kind of manifest. She's a bit repressed in some ways, yeah. kind of seething with anger because her boyfriend's a shithead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we kind of expect these strong performances from Tapsy Panu and Vicky Koshal, but. Not necessarily from Abhishek Bakchan. Oh, I always like Abhishek Bakchan. I usually prefer him in comedic roles. This is a more kind of serious role for him. I think he's great. I he's really good. He's 
He kind of gets the unforgiving role of being the adult in the room. Yeah. Because he's a little bit older than Kashul and Panu. Yeah. And he's <clears throat> a lot more serious. Yeah. But also, like, he's just a real good guy. Yeah. And uh, he's willing to let his, uh, well, eventually his wife, like, kind of deal with her shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I think this is a really good movie. Uh, I, I some- can understand people being frustrated by her. But there are people like that in the world who can't decide and have a toxic relationship where they just, they're addicted to it, right? Oh, yeah. People are like this. I I think her situation is very relatable. And I think this film is just so much about her kind of uh, growing up and realizing what her worth is um, more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I really like this film. I know um, that others have some issues with it. um, And I didn't. I don't, you know, but... <laughs> it was just good, yeah. Anyway, uh, your issues, uh, you don't have any issues. <laughs> well, I just, you know, I, I I, don't, you know, I I don't want to... Just... It rings realistic in a way that a lot of other movies don't. Yeah. There I, are people like this, this situation I could see definitely happening. Maybe not getting married right away, but uh, some other stuff that happens, like, yeah, that sort of thing happens all the time. Yeah. I don't want to dismiss people's criticisms of this fil- the film because I do. I this think, movie rules. I think they are valid... Um, but I personally really enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to watching it again. Uh, the next one we have to discuss, uh, is, is kind of a weird premise. It's called Bati Go Meter Chalu. It's directed by Sri Narayan Singh and it stars Shahu Kapoor, Shraddha Kapoor and Yami Gautam. <laughs> this is, okay, this movie is kind of set up in two sections and so kind of the first section is this love triangle i heard nothing about this and, and it has then, three pretty famous people in it yeah and then the second section is about um it's kind of like a corruption drama of proving that the electricity companies what are, uh, <laughs> what are corrupt uh so it goes from being a romantic comedy to Bavish Joshi Superhero 2. Well, not quite Bavish Joshi Superhero 2, because I wouldn't say, like, it doesn't have a vigilanteism quality, but there's there's something that happens midway through that just kind of changes the second half of the film. Okay. Um, and so instead so it's an of electrical... being about the love triangle, it's about, you know, kind of taking, um, getting revenge or kind of, you know, proving the corruption with the electricity company. So the meter <laughs> is the electric meter. Yeah, so so kind of um, Shahid Kapoor's best friend is trying to start this factory so that he can like build a better life. Okay, uh, it's like a life factory where he, you build lives. <laughs> but he's being kind of um, he's being screwed over by the electricity company, and then again, like there's something that happens midway through, and then in the second half, it's about Shahid Kapoor trying to prove that the electricity company uh, is exploiting people. All right then. That's again, like it's a weird plot. I don't remember all the details. Please just <laughs> take it at that. Uh, it was it was a strange film. Uh, now we have okay. Zui Daga, directed by Sharat Kataria. Uh, he was the director of Dumlaga Kehaisha. Um, this is kind of in a similar mode, uh, set uh, in a small conservative town again. Uh, and Varun Dewan plays a tailor who's kind of uh, 
pushed by his wife, played by Anushka Sharma, to kind of become more ambitious, mm. uh, you know, kind of get a sewing machine of his own and kind of start his own uh, tailoring company. Uh, and it becomes, a, it, it's about kind of like... Uh, the little guy? The little guy, yeah. The little guy going up against corporations and like the importance of artisans. Uh, I... I didn't really get on this film's wavelength. Um, I don't think it's been a great year for Vern Dewan. Um, no. I think Anushka Sharma, you know, she had Pari, so. And she got married. <laughs> uh, Wait, Anushka Sharma got married? I didn't see anything about that. Yeah, she got married at the beginning of the year. No, I'm being sarcastic. Oh. <laughs> I obviously know she got married because people wouldn't shut up about everyone who got married. Son Kapoor got married, Anushka Sharma got married. I don't know if you know this, but Deepika uh, Patakone and Ravir Singh got married. And possibly Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas got married. Maybe. Can you believe this shit? <laughs> no. Like, no one told me about this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Siri Daga is like a very classic kind of, uh, you know, David and Goliath type thing of like the little guy taking on the giant. It all kind of culminates uh, in the climax of this like fashion designing competition Oh, I can't wait for a yeah. movie with another competition that you have to talk about later. I'm yeah. excited for that one. Uh, so that came out on in September, at the end of September. Uh, and that same day, so did Pataka, directed by Vishal Bardwaj, starring Sanya Malhotra, Sunil Grover, and Radhika Maddan. This one I got to see. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was really excited about this because we're big Bardwaj fans. I will say this... This does kind of feel like minor Bardwaj, but I still really liked it. It's about uh, two sisters who absolutely hate one another, can't stand one another. Possibly an allegory for something. Possibly an allegory for something. Um, They both have kind of big dreams in life. They want to get out of this, like, you know, small, nowhere town. Uh, And so kind of when their father tries to marry them off to a local creep, uh, one of them runs away and gets married, and then the other one runs away and gets married, and then there's a uh, there's kind of a bit of a twist, which I feel like is in the trailer, but like they find one another back in their lives again, uh, and again they continue to hate one another and make everyone's life around them miserable. Um, but the end of the film was really sweet. I I really liked this. Senya Malhotra, uh, we will we will return to her. She's one of the girls in Dangal. Uh, she's great. Um, and yeah, I, I really like her. Really, really like her. It's a fun movie. Oh boy. Uh, before we get to one of the best movies of the year, we have to discuss one of the worst movies of the year. I saw you. Love Yatri. Uh, yeah. It's directed by Abhiraj Minawala. Stars Ayusha Sharma and Warina Hussein. You're just uh, dragging it up because you know the story so good that you want to, <laughs> you know... Two newcomers. Um, the th- the notable thing about this is it is set during Navratri, mm-hmm. which is a festival of nine nights of dancing, nice. uh, where people uh, dance a traditional dance. Where this people perform Garba style. Where people perform a traditional dance uh, called Garba, yeah, which is one of the styles of dance I practice uh, weekly. So I was kind of excited to see it. Just for that angle, 
It's not a good movie. It's really not. Um, but I did like how there were a lot of scenes where the hero was talking about like wanting to, uh, you know, bring Garba to the people and teach people Garba, and he wants like kind of spread Garba. And as someone so who, like Shrina, yeah, as someone who dances Garba, I kind of liked that. Um, yeah, the the Navachi Festival. Um, as people know, I am white. I am not <laughs> Gujarati. But the Navajri Festival is a celebration of um, goddesses. Uh, so, like, I was excited to see Garba. That's it. That's, mm. that's, all, that's all I got. It's a really bad movie. Ah, here we go. And a dune. Yes. So we did a whole episode on Sri Raghavanvani films. Mm-hmm. And at the time, we were unable to see this one. Yes. We've since seen it. It's on Netflix. You can watch it now. It rules. Go do so. Yeah. Stop whatever you're doing. Quit your job. Go see this movie. It's awesome. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I can't even really say why it's so good. Yeah. Um, well, all the actors, fantastic. The general, they are Ayushman Karana, Tabu, and Radhika Apte. Yeah. The general dramatic situation is so just like built to be entertaining. Yeah. It has such a great idea behind it that it could, just can't help but like spin out into great noirish you know, action. Yeah, so it's a it's a neo noir. It's called a romantic thriller on <laughs> on. Uh, yeah, whatever. Wikipedia. That's so weird. It's a neo noir about a blind piano player who, quote unquote, witnesses a murder. Yeah, uh, it's really really good. It's I supposed will to be say- kind of a take on this scene from uh, Age of Vinod, where yes. there's a whole gunfight where it's silencers. Yes, and where a, they play Rabta. Yeah, they play the Rabta song. Yeah. And a blind pianist is playing the song, not noticing that there's this whole gunfight happening. But what if someone, I uh, don't want to say anything else, but like maybe there, there's a murder happening and there's also a pianist there. And it's a bit more complicated than that. Yeah. Uh, you called one of the twists and then five minutes later it was revealed. It was amazing. Yeah. Another, uh, another just... Babe Ruth calling my shot like, wait a minute, yes. Yeah. It's it's really good. It's hands Don't want to down, say too much about the twist, though, but like yeah. it's so good. Hands down, one of the best Bollywood films of the year. It didn't make my uh, top 10 um, of all films this year, but it did make my top 20. Uh, I I really, really like this movie. And again, Ayushman Karana, uh, this this year, like he's, he's, pro- like he's, he was already in the industry, you know, for a while. As, you know, we did an episode on him and, and discussed his first film, Vicky Donner. So he's been kind of kicking around the industry for a while. But this Barely year, Key Barfu, we talked about. We talked about a bunch yeah. of them. Yeah. This year, he really cemented his his place, and uh, I I love I love him in this. I, I love him in the other film we're going to discuss that he's in this year. Uh, yeah, I just I don't want to say too much about Andadun because I'm like just just watch it. And yeah, Sri Ragman, God, that guy, he go in cold. But she no, knows how to develop a story visually. A good yarn. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Tabu's the main star of it, I think. She's so good. And there's kind of some allusions to her having played Lady Macbeth in uh, uh, Macbool. Yeah, Tabu's Very, Macbeth. very enjoyable. And just the relationship that develops between her and Karana. So good. Yeah. They hate each other. They love each other. It's maybe not love each other, but they can deal with each other. <laughs> so good. Uh, before we get to... Uh, Kind of the the second of Karana's one-two punch. Uh, briefly, we have to touch on Namaste England, directed by Vipul Shah. Do we? <laughs> Sean Kapoor and Farini Chopra. 
Uh, you know, this has been a bad year for romance, Matt. I feel like every kind of romantic comedy that we get to, I yeah. I start to talk really slowly and hesitantly. Keep going. This is a spiritual sequel to Namaste London, a film that we still haven't seen but has been recommended to us many times because it has a, a delightful performance from Katrina Kiff at the center of it. That's every performance of Katrina Kiff, though. Yeah, and apparently uh, Akshay Kumar is very good in it, too. Uh, this is about a young couple in India who, uh, well, Pariniti Chopra wants to move to England and kind of uses her marriage as a way to do so. Okay. Uh, oh, God, man, this came out in October. I'm already struggling to remember the plots. It was bad. Arjun Kapoor and Pariniti Chopra can do so much better than this. Um, Pariniti Chopra, really? She can do better than this. Mary Perry Bindu, ah, so much yeah. better than this. Um, I didn't see their previous film that they did together, Ishkazade. Ishkazad? That's got good um, reviews. That's, that's supposed to be good. good yeah. But man, they like had no chemistry here. It was Arjun forgettable. Ka- Arjun Kapoor should make a good movie again. Yeah, forgettable. Moving on. This was a good romantic comedy. Bad Hi Ho, yes. 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 And this again has Samuel Malhotra, who was so good. I want to see her in everything next year. Or this year. This is the mom? No, this is uh, Ayushman Karana. She's from Dangal. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah and she's my Ayushman girlfriend, Karana's yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Um, so, bad hi-ho. Uh, another in a sort of, like, current of uh, Ayushman Karana films about parenthood, I guess. This completes and, his fertility trilogy. Yeah, the fertility trilogy. That's a good way of putting yeah. it. What was the other one? Vicky uh, Donor, this. Uh, oh, Shav Mangal Sadvan. Oh, right, yeah. So... Someone who can't get it up, is very good at getting it up, and then whose father is very good at, you know, getting the job done. This is a delightful film. I honestly had no idea what to expect from the trailers. The trailer was stupid because it had, like, (laughs) dumb baby noises and, like, weird sort of cheap-looking graphics. Yeah. But the movie itself is really, really like special. It's I think. really good, and it's such a it's such a lovely movie about family. It's directed by Amit Ravindranath Sharma, and Ayush Mankrana plays a young man whose parents become pregnant. Yeah, and his fifty-year-old, sixty-year-old like parents. A scandal in town. Uh, how how dare they have sex at their age? After he writes a really good poem. <laughs> oh yeah. And yeah. it's just like... His dad wrote a poem and his mom's like, well, you know what? <laughs> That's you know, a good like, poem, Chief. I mean, the film the film eventually gets there where like people are like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with married couples loving one another. <laughs> like, yeah, it's nice. It's such a nice movie. I, I would say that his dad is the MVP of the movie. Oh, he's so Although good. the grandma's pretty good too, but the dad, he kind of reminds me of Jagga Jesus's dad. Mm. Just that kind of seemingly sort of buttoned up older guy <laughs> who you find out's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's really it's really delightful. It it does like you say feel very special. Yeah. Uh it's just it's got some sparkling performances at the center of it and and genuine chemistry among all of the the actors. Yeah, no, yeah, Senya Malhotra, her relationship with her mother and how her mother really looks down on Aishman Karana's family. Yeah. Um, that's a really good scene, especially when she he kind of comes back and kind of tells her off. Yeah, very very good. And it's a I think it's a relatable movie. You know, I think 
I think everyone's family is is a little bit quirk, quirky and a little bit special in their own way. Yeah. Uh, bizarre. This is on Netflix now, I think. Yes. Yeah, it is. I kind of um, want to see it. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's directed by Garav K. Chalwa. It stars Saif Ali Khan and Radhika Apte along with uh, Rohan Mehra. It's a... Um, like a trading Wall Street type movie. Yeah, it's like a financial thriller. Uh, like Margin Call, which is a movie I think about all the time, actually. Okay, yeah. Like... That movie depicting the 2008 crash in such a way that, like, you see how it happened. It's not like the big short where it needs to explain all this stuff to you, but mm-hmm. it's like an intelligent person's look at it. Is yeah. that what this is like? I don't think this film has as much resonance. You know, Rohan Mara kind of like becomes this hotshot traitor, uh, and then, you know, there's like some corruption and then revealing the corruption. It's, it's okay. It's okay. I, I think Saifeli Khan and Radhika have to have better films this year. Better TV shows this year. Yeah, better TV shows. It's fine. Mm. You know, like, I think I think it's enjoyable while it's on. You know, if you like kind of like financial thrillers. I do. Yeah, then you, you might get something out of it. But it doesn't out say it's welcome. But, yeah, it's just, it's okay. It's, it's an okay movie. Do you know what also was okay? Yeah, okay, so now, of Hindustan is now okay. we're getting into the three, the kind of the three, our last three films are three big films that I think were highly anticipated and all kind of yeah. uh, either fail to meet expectations in certain ways or kind of exactly met expectations. I don't think Thugs of Hindustan is a disaster. Neither do I. Financially, maybe. Well, we'll get to that. We'll talk about the box office at the very end. Um, but... For what it's worth, I do think that a movie... I like any movie where English guys are getting blown up with cannons. (laughs) That's something I enjoy. And I thought that this kind of hit that, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, Mummy, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, fun adventure movie thing. I I also liked Thugs of Hindustan. It's directed by Vijay Krishna Acharya. Uh, He previously directed Doom 3, which... Wonderful. We film. thought it was a lot of fun. Also featured Amir Khan and Katrina Kiff. Uh, joining them is uh, Amitabh Bachchan, Fatima Sana Shaikh, uh, who was also in Dangal with Sanya mm-hmm. Malhotra. Uh, I I described this movie as like a D and D campaign. I think it's very clear when you're watching it. You know, who's the rogue? Yeah. And uh, who's like? There's very clearly a cleric. And there's a fighter and a ranger. There's a triple ranged attack. <laughs> yeah. Anytime someone uh, shoots three arrows at once or possibly even four, I, Aaron is 100% I, on board. Yeah. I played I played a ranger in our D&D campaign for about four years. Uh, and my signature attack for a long time was a double ranged attack. And then we took our um, DM, our dungeon master, to Bahubali 2. And there was a triple ranged attack. And I demanded a triple ranged attack, and he had to like develop one for me. And it was uh, actually kind of too overpowered. <laughs> so anytime I see someone shooting multiple arrows, I uh, I get kind of I get kind of giddy. I mm-hmm. uh, you know I get little hearts in my eyes. <laughs> I'll say Bachan is probably too old to be playing a badass fighter. Like my yeah. brother said, "How old is that guy? <laughs> he looks like he's made of wood." And oh God. Yeah, but like, you know what? I kind of get it. He he's 
an old man now. Yeah. He doesn't need to be in movies where he's a badass with a sword. He could be a badass sitting in a chair. <laughs> I honestly, I had a lot of fun in this movie. I really did. I Amer- actually enjoyed it. Amir Khan's character is enjoyable. He's a he's an enjoyable rogue who robs people. I I I think he's funny. I I liked his dialogue. I I see why this movie hasn't really connected with people as much as kind of some of Amir Khan's previous films. I I still really enjoyed it. I will say not enough Katrina Kaif. She is so good. She's the best part of the movie. She's the best part of the movie. Which is something that my brother also agreed upon. And note, (laughs) he's never seen a Hindi film in his life. I think he's seen Bahubali, so he's seen a couple Indian movies. But um, yeah, he also thought, man, that Katrina Kaif, she sure is something. Like, you don't know the half of it, pal. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, I am... Coming out as a Thugs of Hindustan stan. You're a Thugs of Hindustan stan. <laughs> yep, I, mean, I liked it. It's fun. I I don't know what... If this is supposed to be the Bahubali killer, like, is this the equivalent in Hindi cinema? No, it's not. It doesn't have the same heart. It doesn't have the same spectacle. It probably doesn't have the same budget. I mean, it looked kind of cheap in a lot of places, but I don't think it has the same kind of. Um, it doesn't have the seething epic scale. rage. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have the same scale. Yeah, I don't think you feel as much for these characters. They're, but I mean, I people, fun. people were kind of picking on it, like, "Oh, why would these English people talk Hindi to each other when there's no Indian people around?" But like that happens in Hollywood that, movies all the time. It happens in Hollywood movies all the time, and it happens it happens in Hindi films. All I mean, the time. people aren't speaking Hindi; they're speaking English. Characters who would be speaking in a different language are always speaking in English in Hollywood movies. Yeah, like there was there was this movie that came out last year. I think it was last year called Seven Days in Entebbe, about the event in Entebbe, uh, and all of the German characters were speaking German to one another, and all the French characters were speaking French to one another. The Arabic characters were constantly speaking English yeah. to one another. And I was just like, okay, we can subtitle German and we can subtitle French, but we're just going to have the Arabic characters speak English. It's it's just a trope that comes with watching movies. Yeah. So Rather I, than subtitling everything, often people just default to a language. Now maybe Sometimes they, it may be a racist thing, like this Entebbe movie, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows the reason why? I'm sure it's focus group to death. But if this, if you're thinking this is the only movie where uh, even East India Company individuals <laughs> talking to each other in Hindi for no reason, no, that happens constantly. Like I don't know if their Hindi was any good. I'm yeah, sure it wasn't. It probably but wasn't. But it did you know, bug me. But it's the same thing. Of I'm like, not watching Thugs of Hindustan for its vers- versimilitude. Yeah, and it's it's there's also. Plenty of movies where, like, they just find some weird Norwegian to be an American or something. Like, if you want to get down to it, depiction of languages in Hindi cinema, not always fantastic. Yeah. I really loved the uh, the hawker, or maybe it's an eagle sound, every time Amitabh Bachchan showed up. The exact uh, same eagle cry. Yes, and that is a call-out to a previous film of his, which I didn't know about until I was listening to uh, to you podcast there. Their episode about Thugs of Hindustan. So I really appreciated that. Uh, there, there's a lot of good stuff in that episode. About, Shout out to you, podcast. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah um, of layers of things I didn't, I didn't notice in uh, in this film. Yeah, no. is this going to be like the? Awesome, Bernie car- really, really yeah. educated me. <laughs> well, is this going to be the career topper for any of the people involved? No, no. but it's. Fun. 
fun. It was a fun, it's enjoyable like, movie. And it's a good four quadrant. Like, I feel like everyone has something to like in it. It's, yeah, again, I'm a Thugs of Hindustan stand, and I'm proud of it. Is it too long? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Could you have carved out half an hour? Probably. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. That you could say that again about quite a few films. Yeah. Uh, Matt, I lied. I have one uh, film that uh, released in December. Oh, this is the space movie. Nope. Oh. <laughs> I have one film that released in December that I need to quickly get in here before we get to kind of the last Oh, this the is the Sarah Lee Khan movie. Yes. This is the one that explains why I should care. Yeah. Ketarnath, directed by Abhishek Kapoor, starring Sushant Singh Rajput, and the debut of Sarah Ali Khan. Uh, this is mostly notable because it's the debut of Sarah Ali Khan. It is set in the mountains, and it's a love story. It's, again, you know, two kids who shouldn't fall in love because their families hate one another. Um, here, it's a difference of religion. Do you know what there should be? There should be a movie where it's like a town somewhere in the hills where all of these love cross, the starstruck <laughs> lovers, you know, uh, have to, but that's where they go. Like, it's just a town only controlled by pairs of lovers. <laughs> Who've, and there's no parents allowed. Who, yeah, who have fled their. Uh, yeah, their it's it's like the Lost Boys, except it's all like star-crossed lover pairs. Okay, sure. I think that's a movie. Okay, uh, and you would call it Love City. <laughs> Anyways, so the twist on this is uh, a big storm is coming that's going to uh, wipe out the town. Uh, How is Love City going to deal with this one? <laughs> I, what I will say for this film, Sarah Ali Khan is a star. I buy it. She's great. I love her. Hmm. And it's not, it's not, this is not nepotism speaking. It's not just because I love her parents, um, Saif Ali Khan and Amrita Singh, who I think are wonderful. Uh, no, I think, I think she's got it. I okay. think she like, she shows up in this film with so much confidence. Here's a question. I, I was, I was really drawn to her. Why are movie. Sarah Ali Khan's debut and then second movie <laughs> Released within three weeks of each other. I don't know. What is the point of to that? To capitalize on Sarah Ali Khan mania. Maybe, like, they knew Simba was going to be big, and they released it's just, Kater Nath it, close it to it. It might just be the way the cookie crumbles. That's just, that's just so weird. Yeah. Maybe space her out a little. I don't know. I mean, this stuff happens in, in Hollywood movies all the time. Remember that year that John C. Riley was in everything? I mean, that was a great year. <laughs> Anytime John C. Riley's in a movie, I'm happy. Yeah, like, he had Gangs of New York... Chicago, The Hours, um, The Good Girl. I think that was it. But it, it could also, yeah. with John C. Riley, it could also be like kind of a like a performance bit. Like <laughs> he just he just knows so many people and kind of worked himself into all these movies. Or remember the year of Imogene Poots? Anyways, <laughs> inside joke. I mean, it's always the year of Imogene Poots. <laughs> inside joke. Uh, yeah. The, so the, I think the takeaway from Kedronath is Sarah Lee Khan has it. We'll get back to her in about 10 minutes here. Okay. Because you have to talk about Zero. Yeah. Okay. So I'm really upset that you haven't seen either of these two movies, and I wish I was not talking them by myself, but I saw them, and there was no way I was returning to the theater to see them with you. I'm so sorry, Matt. Zero. Directed by Anand L. Rai. It was kind of cool that they put, like, the score that the critics would give it <laughs> in the title, right? <laughs> Starring Shah Rukh Khan, Katrina Kaif. That's really convenient. And... Anushka Sharma. This movie is an even bigger disaster than I was expecting. And a monkey. Uh, yeah, there's a monkey. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. Shahrukh Khan plays a uh, a small person, a dwarf, uh, who is extremely cocky and full of himself. Not having seen this um, movie, <laughs> I do like that he's kind of a cocky dickhead. Yeah. Like it's not like a movie where you're supposed to feel sorry for. Him. Yeah. 
uh, he his love interest is played by Anushka Sharma, who is a brilliant scientist with a like astrophysicist, I think. She works I mean, for NASA. She works for NASA or whatever they call NASA in this film. Oh, they wait. You kept saying NASA every time you explained this movie to me. But do they have a made-up version of NASA think, that she works I, at? I think they did. Is, yeah. NASA, is NASA trademarked? I'm sure it is. I'm pretty sure it was a like made-up NASA. Can you imagine though? Like you have the trademark NASA, and then like some other company comes. Yeah, up it's says, Nasser. Nasser. So, <laughs> Nasser. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway, that's what you would. So... That, that's what the Egyptian space agency would be called. It would be called Nasser. Yeah. Yeah. So through kind of being mutually horrible people, uh, Shah Rukh Khan and Anushka Sharma have like a fling, and then she tries to marry him, but he runs off because he has an opportunity to be in a dance contest to meet Katrina Kaif after already impregnating Anushka. And then somehow, despite the fact that he's clearly not the best dancer at this contest, he wins the dance contest. Has he got moxie? Is that how he wins? <sighs> Probably. Yes, sure. Uh, and then uh, meets Katrina Kaif at a party where there are a bunch of Bollywood starlets, and we're supposed to believe that this was all shot in the same room. Uh, Green screen. Yeah. yeah okay. Totally um, notable. This is the last appearance of Sri Devi uh, in a Bollywood film. Is it? And is uh, it woman he romanced in movies, or is it kind of bigger than that? Because he already did that. It's it's not necessarily women he romanced because Ali Abbas is there. Okay. Um, but it's it's women he's appeared with in in, in films. Okay, so uh, it's it's not like the big dance sequence in no. uh, Ravana Banajidori. Yeah, yeah, it's not like that one. No, it's not all like that. It's just like there's no dance sequence at this party. It's just like this industry party. And Why would you have a got, party in a movie and not have a dance sequence? I don't know. They got all these actresses <laughs> to provide cameos. Okay. Um. Anyways, and in service of what? <sighs> In service of fanfare, Matt. Hmm. Anyways, there Shah Rukh Khan dazzles Katrina Kaif with his um, ability to magically show stars falling from the sky. Okay, so they... hold on. If okay. he's able to move the stars in the sky, he's a significant asset for NASA. <laughs> okay. Like, if he would make space travel much easier, does this get addressed at all? No! <laughs> okay, because like if he could move celestial bodies around, that would be really useful. And Katrina Kaif, in her uh, loneliness, clings to. She's Shower. an actress who's very much based on Katrina Kaif. Was the idea? Well, not necessarily. No, she's like a train wreck, mm. always drinking. So, in her loneliness, she kind of clings to uh, Shah Rukh Khan, and he becomes essentially her personal assistant. Okay. Uh, there's no romance between the two of them, but the two of them, you know, kind of. Uh, there's about a half an hour in the movie of the two of them hanging out. Um, it's the best half an hour of the whole film because Katrina Kaif gives the single best performance in this movie. She's great. I'd watch a whole movie about her. Uh, everything else is really terrible. Like, is she the character that Karina Kapoor played in Heroin? Uh, maybe a little like that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. She's got kind of an on again, off again thing with um, Ape Dale. Uh, Who doesn't though? I have that. <laughs> Anyways, it's been two hours and ten uh, minutes, folks. We're getting punchy. <laughs> she eventually, like, kicks out Shah Rukh Khan. And so then he decides that Anushka Sharma was love's life. And he runs to the United States, to Nasser, where to get Nasser, her yeah. attention, um, he decides to enter a competition to be the first man sent to Mars. What? 
So, our why is this a competition? Why why isn't like an astronaut in charge of that? Our Madaman. Are astronauts too smart to send to Mars? Our Madaman plays Anushka Sharma's. Oh God. Uh, new love interest, and he like really believes that like Shower Khan can go the whole way, but Anushka Sharma's rooting for a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's so bad. It is. It's it's mine. Is it worse than Boggy? Yes. Is it worse than Sanju? Yes. Is it worse than 2.0, which we're not talking about, but also was kind of a letdown for me? Oh, yeah, definitely worse than 2.0. I, I will say, like, Katrina Camp is really good in it. She's, okay. Like, she's the only positive thing. But she's always really good. She is always really good. I, but I, I do actually think this is like a... Like a this is an elevated performance. Like huh. I, I think it's you know it's got a sense of self awareness. I think it's, um, it's she brings a lot of depth and emotion to this character that this film does not deserve. Hmm. This is a terrible movie. It is strange and misguided. And Shah Rukh Khan's character is deeply unlikable. Like deeply. I mean, that's not the worst thing in the world, though. You don't have to like a character. But it's in a not. Movie. It's not a movie I think that like. Is going, interrogating this guy. It's not a movie that I think is like doing anything with having an unlikable protagonist. I think it's just like it's just up inside my ass. It's hmm. Simba. <laughs> this is the last film that came out in 2018. It's directed by Rohit Shetty. Rohit Shetty's not my favorite director. Uh, it's a kind of quasi sequel slash spinoff of Singham. Stars Ranveer Singh as the titular Simba. Now, do any of uh, the characters from the Little Singham cartoon show come up in this? Because I, I have been doing quite a bit of study on that. I don't know because I haven't seen is that there, show. Is there a guy who's like a fat cop named Karate? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's in Singham. Okay. But he definitely makes an impression in Little Singham. Along with Ranveer Singh is Sarah Ali Khan, yeah. uh, who plays his love interest. How many uh-huh. times have I said plays the love interest this podcast? Man, I hope people played some sort of drinking game to this episode. And Sonu sued. Uh, Ranveer Singh is a corrupt cop. Yeah. Uh, who kind of... I, I still want to see this one. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, when um, someone he knows, an acquaintance of his, uh, is brutally sexually assaulted and killed, uh, he, you know, it, it ignites a fire within him and he, you know, Starts vows to, to get revenge and tries to single-handedly solve rape. Uh... Does he do it? I, <laughs> you know, okay, here's the thing. I didn't really like the the plot of this film. Um, again, I, I don't think it's the most nuanced take on the issues, on, on issues around sexual violence. Was it that... satisfying at least to see rapists get beat up by Ranveer Singh? <laughs> that being said, I do think Ranveer Singh is just so charming that he kind of he pulls it off. He pulls it off. He cuts through the stuff that I find distasteful about the film. He cuts through the kind of Rohit Shetty stuff I dislike. And, you know, there are kind of, there are elements and moments in this movie that I really enjoyed. Uh, I Again, I think Sarah Lee Khan has it. Um, I feel like I've liked every movie where the corrupt cop is the main character. And, you know, like, unlike Zero, where, again, like, so deeply unlikable and the movie never really kind of fixes that, um, I do think, like, Simba here, he undergoes kind of a development and a transition throughout the film. Like, again, hmm. I don't know if I... His heart grows three sizes. Yeah, I don't know if I find, again, it's it's take on, um, again, the, the central subject of sexual violence to be uh, strong. Nuanced. Or nuanced or tasteful. 
But and it, eventually it becomes about encounter killings, which we've done an episode where uh, we huh. talked about encounter killings. So he plans encounter killings to kill rapists. I'm not saying anything, but yeah, I mean, you can read I mean, between I'm, the lines. I feel like I'm pretty good at figuring out the plots um, of movies. But the moments when it's like kind of embracing its big, fun, masala nature. Again, if I can put aside the other stuff, I, I, I do kind of like Is it. Is he like a Muna Bai-style character where you know that he's corrupt all the way down, but you still kind of root for him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And again, like... That's a weird archetype that he, you see a lot of the time. He has a, he has a transition over the... You know, Ramvier's saying he's just... He is so good, he got me to enjoy a Rohit Shetty film. Wow. You know, it you is what it is. Okay, Matt, let's quickly take a look at the We're box office. We're doing box office game? Okay. Boy, if you are still with us, listeners, 10, biffle, ten biffle points. <gasps> what? We're yeah. handing out biffle points like candy. All right, are you ready to hear the box office? Some of this is still in flux um, because some of these films are still in theaters. Number 10? Okay. Rosie. Oh, wow. That's good. I mean, that's that's a solid movie, and I'm glad it like found an audience. Because yeah. it... it it is kind of a complicated film. You do need to know a little bit about Indo-Pak relations, but you do learn a lot, too. Number nine, Padman. Padman? Yeah. yeah, that's a crowd pleaser. And he's based on, re- based on a real guy, and he uh, he did a great service to the world. And I think I think it has some important stuff to say. It's not... While it is a biopic, I think it has an interesting look at its subject in that he does sound like kind of a weirdo. Yeah. Eight, Bad Hi Ho. Oh wow! Good yeah. for good for them. Seven Hitchkey. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, okay. I, uh, looks- I will say I watched the first probably hour of that movie and I thought this is kind of forgettable, but I'm you know I'm happy enough that it exists. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a lot of Hitchkey's uh, box office is coming from China. Okay. Yeah. Well, movies about education seem to do well in China. Yeah, I feel like uh, that is not super surprising that. Based on kind of what we know about movies that do well in China, I see why that one is resonating with people. Hmm. Um, number six, Baggy Two. <laughs> what? Are you shitting me? No. Baggy Two is the sixth highest grossing. Yes. So that means we're going to have to watch Baggy Three. I I don't know. <sighs> Fine. Okay. I I I I really couldn't say. Oh, it sucks so bad. Yeah. Uh. Number Okay, so number five and number four, I think, are surprising because these are movies that I think conventional wisdom has told us are doing very poorly. Okay. Um, but they're, they're number five and four on, uh, you know, the top ten highest grossing uh, Bollywood films of the year. Race three comes in at number five. Okay, but that is probably due to the fact that it's a Salman feature. Yeah, people will, people will go to see every single movie he does. But again, I think like we were told that was a flop, and I mean... I don't know if I heard it was a flop, I just heard it was bad. Yeah. And you know what? It was bad. Yeah. And uh, Thugs of Hindustan. Thugs of Hindustan might be one of those situations where the movie was so costly to put together, it'll end up being a flop, quote-unquote. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not surprised. Again, it's full of stars. It, it was also released in China, so... Yeah. yeah. And I, I actually saw... Uh, a Russian uh, film critic the other day talking about like why didn't you like this movie? It's got action. It's got you know gags. It's got stunts. What more do you need? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Simba. That's number three. That's number three. Wow. I mean that. Okay. So considering that came out what Christmas Day. Uh, no, after on the twenty eighth. So that was only actually in. It's only been theaters for two months now. Mm-hmm. That's a that's really impressive. Yeah, it, I think it's got to be Ranveer Singh's highest uh, 
grossing film, probably. Nope. Although Bedroom because Assassin. This is the next movie he's also in. Oh, what's that? Padmavat. Oh, yes. Number two is Padmavat. Okay, so yeah, that's. It's nice to see that the movie that was so discussed and also had so much riding on it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, this was a huge political football. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy that it did so well. Yeah. And, and number one is what? Sandrew. Ugh. Number one is barf on my pants. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know, like there's some there's some good movies I'm happy. So, here that I'm happy to see. Well, the other out. thing that we heard this year, okay, so zero's not in the top ten. No. So the what we've heard is that the the reign of the three cons is over, blah blah blah. But you've got Thugs of Hindustan and Race Three in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Zero is kind of a surprise. Yeah, so it looks like it made. Oh, it looks like it was made for two hundred crore, and it made one eighty six. Again, always take figures with a grain of salt. Because yeah, you can't you can't take accounting for any film. Yeah, seriously. But and so here it said that Rozzy made one ninety five crore. So so it could yeah. conceivably crack the top ten. Has no, it, I don't think so. Well, it, has it, it come out in China yet? Is the thing? Does Shah Rukh Khan do well in China? I don't know, but like... I'm your Honda. There's so many people in China that it will push it over the top. If it can even get in theaters in China. Right, right. So Thugs of Hindustan is probably getting propped up by a lot of Chinese. And like a lot of foreign. Yes, and I I suspect that Padman is as well. Hmm. Uh, Which, I mean, is is great. Yes, Padman uh, has also been released in China. Hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, that Chinese money. Yeah. But those, like, I mean... I, I think I think there's some great and and okay, admirable so films on this list. Boggy Two is the well, Boggy Two is the big surprise for me. And Bad Hi Ho, I'm just happy that a movie like that did so well, as well as Rosie. Yeah. Um, Boggy Two though, what the f- people? <laughs> that movie sucks so much. You have to bleep that again. Okay, we'll figure out a way to bleep things. All right. We knew this was going to be loose this episode. Yeah, we're, we're loose. We're getting back into we're the loose. saddle. Uh, I'm I'm happy. I mean, people know how much I love Rambeer Singh. I'm happy yeah. that uh, that like everyone loves Rambeer Singh. That, and uh, he's got, that he's, the, the public is embracing him. He's got two out of the three top grossing movies. And and we're gonna be discussing him in our next episode. No, we gotta still talk. Okay, so okay. at the top, you said is the race three franchise is the race franchise done? Demonstrably, no. I think it can come back. But like. Race 3 is just going to be one of those movies like a season of The Witch. It's just an outlier that people are going to forget. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, are the three cons done? Shower Khan might be in trouble. <laughs> Maybe. Because, like, the other guys, they're still hanging in there doing movies that are sort of outside of their, uh, you know, their milieu. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone's kind of just taking over another franchise mm-hmm. for no reason. And Thugs of Hindustan is this once-in-a-lifetime thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Shah Khan, say what you will about this Zero film. It doesn't entirely sound like it's not the sort of movie he makes. I think, I mean, I think if you look at kind of, you know, the trajectory of someone like Amitabh Bachchan's career, there were dips, you know, and... I mean, he tried, he almost died. He also tried to get into politics. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, um, this might just be a wrinkle in, in kind of King SRK's yeah. narrative. What did we learn this year? Well, I think one of the things that's um, 
has been prominent uh, over 2018. We keep saying this year, but it's 2019. One of the things that's been prominent over 2018 that we didn't really discuss in this episode. Rajkumar Rao. No, is the rise of streaming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Netflix India uh, started to release original content. Um, Amazon Prime has started to release more content, and I think that stuff is finding audiences. Hot star. Yeah, we've also seen Eros Now release an original series that we haven't watched, haven't heard much about. That's Smoke, right? Yeah, but it's got a good cast. So it's Jim Sarb. We love Jim Sarb. Yeah, movie and Kalki Coughlin. Oh. Uh, so moving forward, I think we're hoping to discuss more streaming. Yeah, and I think our episodes on Sacred Games... Google, etc. Like they do pretty well, so I think our audience is interested in learning about it too. Well, let us know. Let us know what streaming. Um, <laughs> if you survived this two film. and a half hour epic saga, yeah, let us know what streaming series and films you're interested in. Um, we're watching Mirzapur right yeah, now. I think we're going to do an episode good. on that. It's good. I like it so far. You're talking up little things. Probably lust stories. We'll do. Yeah, we're getting we're getting to it. So um, let us know what you want. There's lots of streaming stuff out there. That I'm interested in watching. Uh, the the Verdi wedding ish one I'd definitely watch that. Yeah, so I you know. Do you think this was a good year for movies? Because last year was pretty phenomenal. I do. You know, like between Mukabaz and Manmarzion, which are both Kashyap films, uh, and, and Bad Hi Ho and Andadun and Stree, I I think there was a lot I found to to love. I think and Rosie. Well, I, I think it's genre is doing well. It's genre. Genre. Oh, like genre Razi. cinema, yeah. Razi, you know, historical spy movie. Yeah. Bad Hi-Ho, romantic comedy. Stree, you know, comedy horror. And a Dune, noir. Mm-hmm. All of these things have a demonstrable genre you can point at. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the ones that aren't as successful are probably trying to be star vehicles rather than a kind of story. Because mm-hmm. yeah. what, what genre is zero? Comedy? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know what that was. Yeah. Um, you know, Thugs Hindustan action adventure. Historical action adventure. That That's a genre. Yeah, I think I think there's been some strong storytelling this year. I think every... This year. I think there's been some strong storytelling in 2018. Uh, I say this all the time. Every film industry around the world produces a lot of terrible movies and a lot of gems. Or some gems. Um, the ratio is usually more bad to good. Uh, so Sturgeon's as up. as a film ninety percent lo- of everything is shitty. Yeah, as a film lover, I look for the good. I I really want to love everything I see. You have to. I didn't love everything I saw this year, uh, but there's some stuff that that really got me excited and really you know reminded me why I love Bollywood and, and why some of I, it didn't even have Ranveer Singh in it. That's yeah, you know, <laughs> and why I continue to champion Bollywood to to people who. Um, are not, um, you know, watching all these movies to people who are not familiar with the industry or maybe uh, still have a perception of it that's stuck in the 90s. You know, I ran the average runtime of movies this year of about uh, 43 films that were released uh, in Alberta, and it came out to 133 minutes. That's not too far off from your big budget American stuff that's too. two hours and 13 minutes so yeah. you know when people tell me that Bollywood movies are too long they're always three hours they're always about people dancing around trees I don't think that's the case anymore and I think this year has had a lot of variety and movies that I'm really excited about or that got me really excited I'm really excited about movies that are coming out in 2019 I would be very happy to watch Stree again and Adun mm-hmm. um, Padma Vett I'll definitely watch again yeah 
Um, Man Marzion. Yeah. A lot of auteurs did really well. Yeah. Bonsali. Matwane. Golzar. Golzar. Kashyap. There was projects that you could see a firm hand behind the scenes figuring out. And it's mm-hmm. not like a focus tested, like, what do people like? Mm-hmm. This is personal stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's been, 2018 is over. We're already on to 2019, and we've already had like three notable releases. Uh, so I think we'll leave it there. There's going to be a lot of editing ahead of us. Yeah. We're going to get it down to the average length of a Bollywood film this year. <laughs> All right. This past year. That will be the goal. We will be back in two weeks uh, with an episode I'm really excited about. Uh, with the release of Gully Boy, we've decided to cover uh, films about singers, about musicians. Uh, so we're going to be discussing Gully Boy. Mm-hmm. Look at us. Just already discussing a new release of 2019 in our already next episode. Already doing another Red Beer Sing film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we'll also be discussing Ashiki 2, which is uh, timely Great. because it is a remake of A Star is Born, and this will be kind of right around the pre, it'll be pre Oscars stuff. Yeah. Uh, and A Star is Born is up for many Oscars. Uh, and then we'll and be you're discussing. And you're a rare defender of this Ashiki 2. No, I'm not. No, you no. hated it? No, you like the soundtrack. I like the soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, and oh. they just did it on Shaw's show, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I swear we're not trying to steal your ideas, Shaw. Uh, and then rounding that out, we'd be discussing Rockstar, which is a movie that everyone cites as like a great Rambir Kapoor performance. So we'll see what we think about it. Do you think he's going to play a tortured artist type who has romantic difficulties? Yes. Yeah? I do. I do too, because we've seen this movie already. (laughs) So that's in two weeks. Matt, in the meantime, how can people keep up with the show? Oh, man. Okay. Twitter, at BollywoodPod. Tumblr, BollywoodIsForLovers.tumblr.com. We survived the pornography purge of Tumblr. Oh, good. Yeah, so that's good. That's good. Yeah. Tumblr is no longer a platform that people care about anymore, but it's a cheap way to have a website, so that's why we do it. Uh, Facebook, just type in BollywoodIsForLovers. It's facebook.com slash Bollywood is for lovers. Yeah. Um, other social media. I'm there at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. That's on Twitter. I am at Ernie Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. The show it's, is available lots of places. Yes, including selected episodes on G Radio and our home at Audio Boom. And also Apple Podcasts is probably where you got this, but maybe Google Podcasts and maybe Spotify. While you're over uh, subscribing and downloading our show on Apple Podcasts. Get it on every platform, actually. Sure. Please leave us a rating and a review. Uh, It really helps new people find the show. Also uh, gives us some important feedback. Five stars, please. We also need Uh, to bump our ratings back up because we haven't done anything for... (laughs) While you are there doing that. Dear Lord, we will get through this. While you were... This is the quality content people show up for. No, I think people like it when we're kind of tired. <laughs> While you were there leaving... This is all staying in, too. This, <laughs> is all, this is all good, classic biffle. While you are re- leaving your rating and review, please check out my other show that I do weekly with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art in the Movies. Uh, we've already released three episodes in 2019. Uh, what was your latest one about? My latest one was about Serenity and Keith Largo. It's about, like... Uh, floor, sweaty sweaty Florida neo noirs, or noirs. One yeah. of them is a neo noir. Uh, yeah, and uh, shout out again to uh, Becca Dalkey for uh, our new logo. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna go to sleep now, I think. Yep. Bye. <laughs>